0: the Sunday evening here which means it's another edition of the chair shot podcast and as i look at our rundown for the show coming up boys i'm i'm aware of the fact that we're creeping up on the big 600. Uh, 0 we're we're very close to two perfect bowling games uh, worth of podcastery uh, which is good but not quite there just yet. Uh, in the meantime we'll be talking about all the usual fun and games on this show. I'm looking at this one down here. We got us. We got Woody we, go? we got Fraser, you know what i mean? We've got video games and that uh to talk about all those things with me i'm barry by the way hi hello uh are my ever defendable co-host first of all paul griffin
1: hello Ooh, look at my titties Ooh.
0: <laughs> why did you just do that
1: i don't know austin powers is in my head for some reason he
0: I, listeners <laughs> he as he was that? saying that he copped them as well i don't know why he <laughs> did that <laughs> And he's wearing a shirt, because you put your hands on your shirt, and he's wearing an N64 logo shirt, which is quite a nice-looking shirt, I have to actually say. I thought he was just showing off the shirt, and then when the words titties came out of his mouth, I was like,
2: all right. Uh, uh, His cup do runneth over.
0: (laughs) 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 certainly do. Oh, dear. I was, apropos of nothing, just because you mentioned there, I was playing Austin Powers Pinball earlier for the PlayStation 1. Mm-hmm. which was uh <laughs> it's like it's literally just a pinball game and just all the noises are hello Austin, oh, should- oh be hey oh my belly it's the most obnoxious fucking thing i've ever played in my life <laughs> anyway this is not the austin powers cast um not until not until they bring out that new film and we all talk about it in movie guff but um also with us is mr joe towner a good evening morning afternoon everybody when do you think most people listen to this? Think people slap it on on the on the uh, Monday morning commute or
2: probably two a.m. just fucking drunk, just thinking I oh, just uh, I've had enough. Put the old CSP on, And then it cheers them up, and they're like, "Yeah, oh no, life is worth. Life living. is worth living." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I think this would be good. I I I haven't done it in ages because usually I'm like with bro and But like when I'm out, if ever I was like coming home from a night out and I was on my own, I did always like to just stick whatever podcast I was listening to on yeah. at three a.m. when I'm like really badly burning toast before i go to bed (laughs) uh i think i think if you come home from a skinful this would be a great podcast to listen to and fall asleep to it would make a lot of sense i think just like dripping kebab sauce all over yourself while we're like oh see the football that bloody referee what's going on come on now um (laughs) i watched some football this week oh um, we, uh, we were going to a birthday party yesterday and, uh, myself and Brona were hosting some, it was a surprise birthday party. And so some of the attendees stayed with us to surprise the birthday boy in question. And so we went and got a bit of food and it just happened to be while the Munster match rugby match was on. And also at the same time, the Liverpool match was on. So I watched the Liverpool match. Uh, I thought, I thought the Brighton boys scored three really good goals. Yeah. I thought they were really yeah. good. I thought they were good, and I was like, "Oh, they not only scored them, but they're really good." Fair play um, to the
1: boys. It helped that Liverpool's defense were the most really bad, he- most headless chickens I've ever seen. Yeah, um, Yeah. So I, obviously, I don't watch very much football. I
0: kind of just take a lot of it in via osmosis. I didn't. I didn't realize that was the state of affairs for Liverpool currently. Um, but it was pretty bad. But yeah, there's there's footy go for you. That's it. The lads don't have anything to say. It's just me this week. Yeah. Yeah, that was
2: <laughs> I was out on about Saturday afternoon and you just you know you, you get your phone out and check the scores and you see Liverpool three 0 down and you just mm. <laughs> I, I am gonna watch match of the day tonight <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> oh, tremendous
1: well you would have been watching it anyway given the early afternoon well of result. course I already had a reason to tune in but then oh, oh let, let, let's let's talk about it then Joe
2: do for one
1: a controversial uh goal in the Manchester well don't start with that because I think it was fine
2: Mm. Um, everyone's going on about that and I'm like well City had one shot on target
1: you know what I mean like yeah I think on the I think on the balance of play I mean I don't think you could make an argument that City deserved to win not a, really, draw, no. a draw, draw fair I a draw. Enough, I would say. Fair enough. Yeah. I think the first half was very even. The first twenty minutes of the second half, yeah. City were well on top. Yeah, yeah. After they scored, I think United were mostly on top for the rest of the game. City, as you yeah. said, didn't didn't have any chances apart from the goal. But it was offside, though. Let's let's be honest. Um, I
2: I think a goal like that should be offside. Like I don't yeah. think that should ever be
1: onside. But under the rules, this is this maybe is the thing. this is the thing I've seen more egregious offsides given. Yeah. For that kind of thing. I remember there was the one last season, was it with Tyrone Mings, who headed a ball backwards yeah. be- because the player was there who was in an offside position. And and so because he had played it, it wasn't given offside. Yeah, That's and makes like make sense. I, I think there's there's way too much leeway in the Premier League rules currently in, t- in what constitutes interfering mm. with play. Like Ra- yes. it, Rashford is running towards the ball. He's he comes within he's, he's twenty him. centimeters of it. <laughs> he's, sh- he's shaping to hit it.
2: That's the big thing for me. Like he's shaping like he's going to shoot, and obviously that then affects. Like what if the goalkeeper thought he was going to shoot and dived? You say, like, oh, yeah. oh didn't, didn't,
1: didn't touch anything. it. Didn't touch it. Yeah, it, it wasn't as if Rashford <laughs> was Id- idly standing by by the corner flag or something you know he was he was directly involved or even if he's in there but just stops
2: you know stops and stands still or kind of moves away that'd be fine but it was ridiculous yeah but you know under the rules there is a bit of a bit of a um, discrepancy I think There,
1: yeah so that being said take the results very happy with uh, with that given how the last few Manchester Diaries have gone and suddenly there's a bit of a for for, for a short amount of time it seemed like there's a bit a bit of a title race on um till Arsenal then then beat yeah, the, wit, the yeah. witless Tottenham Hotspur today too. Yeah. Um and went eight points clear at the top of the table which um you know uh, selfishly but also from from uh, uh, the point of view of this becoming more interesting I'd like Arsenal now to to lose to both Man- to Manchester teams in the return mm-hmm. fixtures. Yeah. And that would make it very interesting going towards the end. If, I think Arsenal are probably in a position where they're probably going to win the league at this stage. Sure. But that that would certainly make a little bit more interesting going into the end it feels a little okay. bit like when Leicester won the league in 15-16 mm. where you're thinking oh, well surely they're going to slip up at some stage Leicester yeah. aren't going to just keep winning surely and it feels like a little bit like that with Arsenal now yeah. they've, they've won all, is it all but three of their games two draws and a defeat yeah something they're like that very consistent and uh, you're thinking well surely they're going to they're going to stop like their form is going to run out but it seems mm. like they might do a Leicester and it'll just keep going mm. Um, Interestingly, Arsenal aside, Chelsea continue to splash money on players that don't serve their team whatsoever. Um, I saw a good tweet earlier, um, which was listing the the attackers that Chelsea currently have either on loan... Mm. With other teams or or under contract now, and it was like you have a full team of forwards basically. Lukaku and Hudson Odoi are still Chelsea players officially. Oh yeah, of
2: course.
1: You've got your Aubameyang, Sterling, Havertz, uh, Mujic, the new guy, um, and Pulisic. <laughs> it's like they have like eleven forwards for three positions now. They just keep buying them. Just keep buying them. Uh, they did win today, of course, as well uh, against Crystal Palace. Who's up next for us? So that gives me hope that we'll probably go in. Go wallop Palace, um, but yeah, certainly a good weekend of the footy. Um, I watched also the Newcastle Fulham game today, which reminded me a lot mm. of um, the first half of the United City game. It was a very close game. Yeah, but we did have the unusual happening of uh, a penalty being disallowed due to the it being touched two times on its way to the goal. Yeah, um, it's rare. It's rare. Um, what was? Funny, though, is that the uh, fancy Premier League didn't seem sure for a while whether it was a missed penalty or Mm. a foul, and whether to subtract points off Mitrovic, which they did, ultimately.
2: I think that counts as, wow, is that a missed penalty? I mean, for me... he he didn't complete
1: the penalty. It was... It was a foul.
2: Because if he missed the penalty, then... Well, he didn't miss the penalty, he went in.
1: I know. I think you have (laughs) to look at... It would either be
2: a goal kick or it would rebound, Right.
1: Yeah, that's I think I think you have to look at it from the point of view of a penalty. There are two options. Either it's scored or it's not scored. And if it's not scored, it was missed. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the, the mindset you have to have. Because, yeah, it seemed for a while people were going, uh, I'm not seeing the, the FPL tweet here about this yeah. penalty that wasn't scored. What's happening? Um, but that's the funny goof. Also, talking about Tittes, I um, went for a <laughs> jog there yesterday and smashed... My 5K oh. record uh, smashed my tits into my eye sockets. Now I got <laughs> lovely bleckas. Um, smashed my 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 time by about three minutes. Nice, nice. Uh, were, you, were you running downhill? No. <laughs> That's a good strategy, though. I might uh, look that. into that. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it was uh, the, the usual route I do when I'm when I'm running. IRL not in the gym on the treadmill and uh yeah I was I I was scoping out the route and I was saying okay there are certain parts of it that are downhill so my idea was okay I'm going to push myself to run fast on those downhill declines I'll I'll slow up a little bit when I'm running uphill to conserve the energy and so yeah I did five kilometers in in like 30 and a half minutes down from 33 and a half, okay. which was the previous record. Nice. Um, but yeah, my lungs were on fire. Yeah. Uh, taste blood. One of my one of my arms went numb. <laughs> <laughs> but it just about made it home. I'm definitely feeling it in the legs now today. But uh, good to have that benchmark now that I know that if I push myself a little bit, that I can make a considerable uh, improvement on it. But going to continue whittling away at it, trying to get yep. to my, my New Year's resolution I mentioned last week to run a sub-25 minute. Yep. Which, if I can keep the yep. speed that I was running the downhill bits, if I can keep that for the whole <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. time, I reckon I reckon it's doable. But uh, I don't quite have the stamina yet. But Just gradual knock. Five seconds off you know, yeah. like every so often. And, and then 100 jogs, then you'll do it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Also, if I don't Stop for uh, a burger mid-jog. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> that might help with the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was no burger eaten. Uh, I'm happy to confirm. Um, And also, there was some news that isn't yet meaningful to me as someone who's never watched uh, Frasier. But for you two boys, mm. I'm sure you're very excited.
2: I'm very excited about the... The upcoming uh, Frasier-verse. So it was announced earlier in the week, if you didn't see, that the reboot of Frasier that's going to be on Paramount Plus exclusively is going to star a UK sitcom legend, uh, Nicholas Lindhurst, who played Rodney Trotter in Only Fools and Horses, which is the most popular TV show in the history of Britain. It had like 20 million viewers. It was insane, insane amounts. This caused quite uh, serious shockwaves on the internet as people were like, what the fuck? That's a bit random. Mm. Um, but of course, they did work together. So Nicholas Lindhurst and Kelsey Grammer did a uh, an opera musical a few years ago in London. And so I'm sure Kelsey Grammer thought, well, this guy's a great comic actor. Mm-hmm. Let me get him in my bloody sitcom. Um, so I can say without any irony, I'm so excited to watch this now to see two sitcom legends in the same show. It's like Pacino and De Niro in Heat. Like this is the sitcom equivalent of that. So I cannot wait. <laughs> so
0: um, very exciting. It is. It was. It was Lefty. Like I have a feeling I haven't seen interest in anything in ages. Does he still do television at all? Like
2: he's, he's done a few. But he hasn't done a sitcom in, in several hmm. years. Um, he's been doing kind of smaller parts and theatre and and. Musicals and things like that, but he's he's done a lot because he was Good Night Sweetheart as well, which was a very, yeah. pop, very popular show where he played a time traveling bigamist who goes back to World War Two and, and marries another woman and then keeps up the ruse that he's a great songwriter, um, yeah. which is one of my favorites as well. Um, yeah, so very exciting news, and I, I cannot wait for that. That <laughs> a relaunch of fraser I like that they're going in a kind of different direction as well because they, you know, without like John Mahoney, with him having passed, they can't get the old cast back together. So in a way, I'm glad that, and there's so many reboots as well that are like, just get all the old cast back together and, and try and recreate the magic. I'm kind of glad at least they're trying to take it in a new direction, even if it is bringing back an old show, at least it it will have that kind of cheers, Frasier, you know, um, uh, switch up. So yeah, exciting news.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I'll I'll give it a go. I think it's I think it's super tough because you're you're transitioning through eras as well. Television is extremely different and sitcoms are extremely different now versus 2004 when that show finished. Um but look, give it a give it a look. I mean, I I, I appreciate that there was a million chances to do one of these in the last 15 years and they didn't. Mm. So hopefully hopefully it wasn't just a case of, you know, we're in the streaming era. And Paramount, you know, just backed the Brinks truck up and was like, look, fucking Kelsey, let's just fucking make this fucking thing, you idiot. Hopefully they were compelled by some interesting ideas and directions mm-hmm. to go in. You know what I mean? We'll see. I think, I think, you know, in an interview, I think he said they were doing their first, like, table read in, like, February. So I guess, like, summer, maybe that thing will be out. I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, so that was, that was the biggest news of the week, obviously, for listeners of this podcast. Um uh you know, we're 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 in the, the, the new era. Uh, also um What's her face is gone from WWE so that's sad. Um, <laughs> you know, but we move on. She's been replaced by uh, Sir Nicholas Lindhurst. Uh, <laughs> um yes, Following the uh following last week's show, where we talked about the return of Vince, the blatant power play by Vince, this week we did get the re-removal and it seems the permanent removal of Stephanie from uh, from WWE. She obviously uh, somewhat conspicuously uh, left, took a leave of absence uh, last year. There were certain comments made in various interviews that seemed like it wasn't the most amicable thing in the world. Then it turned out her papa was a big old pest and he got ousted. And then miraculously, she came back. And then when pop came back, she conveniently left. So I don't think there's anything to be pieced together there. Just a couple of things that happened. Just a couple of events that happened in sequence. What? What of it? I don't know what you are talking about, lads. So, what do we make of what do we make of this development?
2: Uh, yeah, funny how you know, there was a meeting about three days before that where she said nothing's going to change. Vince coming back doesn't change anything. Management's the same. Business as usual. I've resigned from my job and from the board, <laughs> and I am <laughs> parting ways with WWE forever. Goodbye. Um, I think it's, again, it's like we expected it, but until it happens, you can't really assume it's going to happen. Like yeah. I think so. But I think it was obvious. Like She was never supposed to be CEO in the first place. It was always just uh, face saving or like to have the McMahon family there, you know, Name. whatever. Yeah. So not a surprise. It's just kind of, yeah, interesting to see what will happen next. How far Vince will go.
1: Yeah. Do you think that it's going to be a, a House of Cards situation now where we will see Triple H go at some point and all his boys that he, he's brought in? <laughs> I thought you meant like the Kevin Spacey show. Well, sh- we've already had that.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. frankly, yeah. I, I don't know. Like Triple H's position in, in this is all so fascinating because I don't think there's really any dispute. I certainly won't hear any to the idea that he majorly lost favor with the AEW thing, with the NXT AEW thing, mm-hmm. because it was very quickly, all his boys were were demoted. His vision of NXT was, the man was in the hospital and Vince took an axe to his version of NXT and erected the worst television show you've ever seen in its place. Um, you know, uh, uh, and there's also, you know, rampant wild reckless you might even say speculation that stephanie and triple h are possibly separated by some definition now, that's obviously extremely uh internet speculatory uh she you know she tagged him in her recent yeah. tweets about how her leg was injured so you know oh well but, yeah. so that that means it's fine you know that means everything's <laughs> actually okay um but yeah so it's kind of like is he eventually gonna leave if he leaves does she join up with him if he like if he leaves much like vince if he leaves he's not gonna fucking go fishing for the rest of his life he would he presumably want to start a promotion but like the thing that i think about when you talk, think about that prospect is who is out there to sign if you started a promotion tomorrow like who would you get <laughs> nobody uh, aop uh, yeah, you know, yeah. if they're not if they're if they're not sticking to their guns on the old Nottingham loop, you know, um uh you can get grab them, Overeem, Nia Jax.
1: No, but there's yeah. there's a there's a promotion ready and willing already. That? Can take it. Yeah, what what's what's hippie T doing in the impact zone? Mike? Oh, I mean that would there
0: would be no better a schadenfreude than if Triple H had to go and fucking wrestle it. If it would be like that bit at the end of, of the episode of South Park where where kyle gets hemorrhoids and his life is miserable and cartman's is amazing that's been the majority of triple h's career all the wrestling fans are just miserable and he's running wild but then at the very end he ends up in the impact zone and and we're all we're all drinking champagne at AEW london and he's he's wrestling you know jonathan gresham uh, no but he,
1: he would run it he
0: oh he'd run it oh see i see i was thinking the funniest outcome which is he goes and wrestles in it
1: <laughs> Well, he can't wrestle anymore with his. With his <laughs> oh, he's I forgot. Sure I forgot.
0: Yeah, he's he's he's, he's, he's written off the, the bum ticker. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I I really don't know. It's like not only who is out there, but also like his take. Like even if he was able to, and he wouldn't legally, but like hypothetically, if he could take all the wrestlers he loves from WWE, and this is a pure hypothetical because he can't. Look at all the fucking jabrons he loves, Carrying Cross, and like fucking god bless him, but like Jonah, like I like Jonah, I've seen Jonah live a lot of times do you know what I mean, even in a perfect world where he could just do some legal finagling and steal a bunch of WWE guys, he's, his taste isn't isn't even that good, so like, I'd have no confidence he could even do that you know, he would not know,
1: then I'll be released within a week
0: well that's the other thing actually, yeah, is just, does Vince come back with his flaming and sword and say, who let you back in get the <laughs> hell out of here, you know um, I don't know. That's all very... I think, the, I think the most boring option is the most realistic one, which is just Triple H just sucks it up and just stays there forever. And and I'm I'm sure Vince will be back in a creative role, but maybe Triple H keeps the figurehead, you know. Fucking, do you know what I mean? He stays as the man, and even though he's obviously miserable and he's obviously... He's no longer, like, the heir apparent. I think he mm. just sucks it up and he just stays. I think... Because I think he's smart enough to know as well that... The, the 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 pool isn't deep enough for you to come in. If AEW didn't exist maybe, but now AEW does exist, there's not room for three. Whatever whenever people float that talking point online or say, you know, there's there's enough talent out there for promotion three. Ah is there fuck. There is not. Well like, talent
1: talent is one thing, but fan interest. Demand, yeah. I well I was gonna say distribution. Oh well, yeah, 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 yeah. Um and yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, Triple H, once it's all said and done, maybe he can just be the latest in the the, the wrestling podcast rotation. Oh, oh course. fucking hell. Time to, play, time to play the game with, with Conrad.
0: You know, yeah, he, he can, uh, you know... Uh, Paul, talk us through Montreal. What happened there? You talk know. us
1: through Armageddon 99.
0: Yes, um, Armageddon. You know what we need, everyone? Another wrestler... Half remembering the Attitude Era, and, and you know, so uh, t- uh, take it, So May thirteenth, uh, nineteen ninety nine, you had a cage match with The Rock. Would you take us through it? Uh yeah uh, you know it was oh we had so many great matches you know yeah like just fucking struggling to remember something from 25 (laughs) years ago anyone that's
2: seen young rock knows that the rock (laughs) struggles to remember what happened in the attitude era if you've seen the casting of fucking triple h and yeah oh my god that's how he remembers it. Him being really cool and so kind of like Homer at the town meeting yeah. where you, you know, <laughs> the big biceps and everyone else is like, yeah, <laughs> Jesus."
0: But yeah, that's the uh, that's the latest. Uh, obviously, in the, and also in the time we since we last did our show, like the the Saudi Arabia rumor came and went. Uh, it seems like it was pretty uh, some pretty shoddy, hasty, gun jumping. Um, uh, 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 reporters uh, put their name on that. Obviously, they are in the running, and mm. if you're looking at the the likely suitors, uh, they're on that list. But it doesn't seem like there's any meaningful deal with anyone in place yet. Again, it would be the funniest outcome, but I don't think uh, uh, I don't think they're they're ahead, they're ahead of anyone else in the in the running so far. So yeah, there's your um, there's your WWE corporate uh, succession uh, update. Um, elsewhere. Uh, on the uh, career winding down news, uh, Sting did an article for Players Players Tribune. Is it? That's that's the thing the AEW guys have done various pieces for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it seems like he's, he he kind of hinted that his career is um, is winding down and his his retirement would be imminent. And I guess it's going to be in. I guess it would be in AEW, but like maybe Great Muda style. He could have a little. He could do a little tour. Do a little. You you go back doing do a match in Impact just for old times' sake, you know. Ah, go on, go on, just one. I don't know, (laughs) fucking Sheriff, (laughs) Sheriff Santino. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the cobra versus the scorpion. Oh, imagine,
2: imagine yeah. Sting no selling a, a power bomb through a table to complete oh. silence in the impact zone, and then out comes Sheriff
0: Santino. Oh, to,
2: hey, this much a continue.
0: <laughs> I watched that clip and I was like, he's surely not going to still do the voice. Oh, he is doing <laughs> the, yeah, the voice. Well, yeah. he, he, he kind of half did. He kind of forgot how it. But he's it. done so many interviews and appearances without it as well. It's like <laughs> no, it's not real now. <laughs> People, the, brother, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube, you know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys make of that? What do you think? What do you What do you think? How would you sunset the character of Sting after all these years?
2: Uh, bring back Surfer Sting, maybe. Oh,
1: that's not a bad idea. Yeah, you hmm. might
2: have to cycle through his characters. That could be an yeah, interesting Joker Sting, Joker oh, Sting, Surface yeah. Sting, NWO Sting, Yeah, um, Red Sting, Wolfpack
1: thanks yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah something like that I don't know yeah it's gonna be some I think he's got something interesting up his sleeve it's sad obviously that because he's still so good I mean every time he wrestles it's a treat but he is 65 next year
1: you know? yeah so
2: you have to stop at some point yeah
1: I don't think you do necessarily a big storyline of any consequence I just think you do a mm. you do a, a stings last almost like they did with Ric Flair but less uh, slimy um <laughs> You know, it's a big AEW show. This is going to be Sting's last match. He goes out on a, on a high. You send him off into the sunset, you know? It
2: could be uh, Flair involved, actually.
1: Oh, God. Oh, I, God. I, I, I don't know. I mean, he's... It was the last uh, match most iconic. Series, They're true, yeah. It's I guess. Real, I mean, so. if
0: they again, I think I think a lot of the Japanese promotions have the right idea. If you wanted to do something with Flair, make it a six, no eight, no seventeen man tag to hide him in there, and you can. Do oh, I'm not spot, saying Flair you know. wrestles. So, yeah, absolutely yeah. not. Flair what just do you comes mean? No, out. He's, you know, he's back, baby. He's back. Oh,
2: Rick Flair's real last match. it comes out he's like i'll never do a last match again that was my that was my last match but i'm gonna wrestle again
0: rick flair's last sting match
2: i'll never retire again and i'll never do a last match again but i am gonna wrestle again
0: Oh Rick Flair. But yeah. Um I don't know. I I I of course hate the idea of of either of them turning heel, but I think you could do a you could do a derby match, but like not obviously don't I wouldn't do some kind of corny angle where one of them turns on each other. Nah. I think they I think they could have a match with the idea that Sting's like, "All right, I, you know, I want to go up against someone who's going to give me a real last match." And like and between the smoke and mirrors and the balcony dive and Darby doing a bunch of mad shit, they could probably have a fucking great I'd like
2: that. I like that idea. Yeah. Yeah, Sting saying, look, if if someone's going to take me out, I want it to be you. And his, his first and only singles match in AEW as well. That would be,
1: that'd be pretty interesting. Yeah.
0: That'd be fucking cool. Yeah.
1: So, so go and take your, your, your pocket money and put it on Sting and Darby Allen Versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. That's oh. what that's what's gonna be. Hey, listen, it was pretty good. I saw it. I was there for that. It was pretty fucking good.
0: <laughs> um, alrighty. Uh, elsewhere on the old wrestling news, we had the return of Adam Cole this week. Um, which is a genuine surprise. I think all the speculation yeah. around uh, Mercedes. Was the main attraction to the the Kia Forum show this week? But that was a pleasant surprise, and he went pretty, um, pretty uh, heavy babyface kind of. You know, I almost didn't come back. Serious health mm-hmm. woes promo felt yeah. very real. Crowd very respectful. It was interesting. It was good. Um, I think it's a good idea to. Uh, um, I think. I think there was something about his heel run before he got hurt. I just wasn't feeling it, um, and I think he has that perennial problem of people like uh you know people just don't want to boo him and even though he's a really good heel it's like mm. you can only go against the grain for so long and especially coming back from a serious injury do you know what I mean you know he yeah. was going to be super popular so what did you guys make of it of the segment and and the 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 prospects going forward for for Cole and PWG a uh, PWG AEW <laughs> where the fuck did i get um, that from <laughs> wow
1: i i agree i think he's kind of Almost a natural baby face, which sounds weird because he spent so much of his time, his high-profile time as a heel. Um, yeah, he's got. He's he's, he's just a, a cool guy with a cool entrance, and he mm. says "baby," and he says "story time" with Adam Cole, and everyone loves it. So That's why great. not? That's why good. not? He's like he's like a ready molded top baby face, hmm. um, and yeah, the the coming back from injury um, is kind of a, a tried and tested formula for getting someone over as a babyface yeah I, I was even thinking he might be a, a decent first um feud for this revamped powerhouse hobbs with the book of hobbs that they've been doing mm. that might be a decent a decent first uh higher profile feud for hobbs maybe um, yeah yeah on a side note can we talk I, I think it's really
0: lame that it's an actual book by the way can we talk about that well, it, I, feel,
1: it feels kind of adjacent to Miro's character to me. Since Miro's yeah, not around.
0: I thought yeah. it was a cool turn of phrase. And then I think it was two weeks ago, he started talking about how he writes in the book like every day. I I'm like, oh, that's that's less interesting than what I thought you were. I thought it was a metaphor, Will. I thought it was a metaphor you were talking about.
1: <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, we could see Adam Cole back. I, I would say the one thing I would change... For him going forward, now that he's this revamped babyface, is let's get rid of the awful finisher, brother. Let's uh, let's not. Uh, was it lower the boom anymore? Let's get a, a proper move. Yeah, there.
0: let's get a. Let's, let's do a. I don't know. Yeah, anything, anything but that.
1: Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great, great,
0: great, great.
2: I was marking out. And, um, I haven't been the biggest Adam Cole I, I like him as a person and I kind of think he's really cool but I, I haven't really enjoyed what he's done so far but I think oh. this can be the start of something special
1: I think the issue um, is that he when he de- debuted in AEW it felt like he was doing very much the same stuff he'd been doing in NXT for the better yeah. part of three years so it didn't feel as fresh and now that his baby face it might, it might change also he's still, still um, buddying up with Bobby Fish who's now been given the heave ho hmm. uh, Where, where's the lie that's what i'm saying yeah, yeah well. um
2: so yeah i'm excited to have him back if
1: it, and it's just
2: he was one of those big signings as well one of the kind of big movers and he was gone yeah. for so long and the same with brian and punk and it's like okay he's back so now that's um he's not saddled with uh, yeah as you mentioned the uh, undisputed elite
1: yeah um and also tagging out, as Adam Cole tags in, seems to be FTR who are gonna sit out the, the rest of their contracts, apparently.
0: I did not hear this. Where what what's oh what's this?
1: Uh well apparently they're they're basically done with AEW now. Oh really? Going, yeah, and they're gonna um then just take a year off doing indies and so on to decide what they wanna do next. Okay and uh so we'll see see. we'll see
2: i mean i will say
0: terrible idea
2: fucking the hottest we've ever been let's take a year off yeah new jersey pro wrestling
0: yeah i like yeah what like mm-hmm. what's out there for you now they are the type of weirdos that they would love working a, a show in front of 20 people on IWTV. tv that's they love that shit so maybe that's fine for them but i'm like come on i feel so weird about ftr because they are legitimately great i think there's an argument to be made they absolutely could be booked better in aw everyone could there's no one who's booked perfectly but i'm also just like get the fuck over yourselves you had a great year like like this is this this i've literally just learned about this from you guys but this seems so toys out of the pram come on like i i just don't get it i just don't like you said they're at their absolute hottest now so you're gonna go out, sit at home for a year um fucking podcast you know fucking watch bret Hart tapes i mean fair enough but i don't know i don't know
1: yeah
2: tully and r never took a year off except except when Tully got busted for doing coke but you know if they if they could do that that's fine but Uh,
0: now that you now that you say this it actually does because my my thought when I was watching Rampage this week when the ass boys came out to do a thing with the acclaimed I was like wait shouldn't the like aren't the ass boys feuding with they just beat FTR surely we should be working back up to the rematch where FTR Mm. gets their big win well maybe if if by the time they were taping that show it was pretty obvious that FTR were hitting the bricks that uh they went in a different direction. Um, I don't know. I think I think that's really silly. I, I I just feel like, again, totally fair to say they could have been booked better. It just I get the vibe off them of what would ever be enough. Do you know what I mean? You held three belts. Fair enough. You weren't booked on dynamite every week. But also, I'm fairly sure AEW needs to sign off on you going to Japan to win that belt and going to Mexico to win that belt. And Tony Khan books ring of honor where you won those belts and you had three of the greatest matches of the year. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it's like mm-hmm. sure you could have been on dynamite more. Okay, you know, um, I don't know, I don't know. That okay. seems that seems like a waste of a lot of great talent. Uh,
1: I wonder if there is an element of Cody Rhodes to it as well, where they maybe feel a bit besmirched by their original WWE run. They maybe want to go back. Uh a like universal?
0: Are you thinking the Usos every week? But, yeah, I mean, that's that's the thing. Cody can go back and be Mr. Main Eventer and wrestle Seth Robbins and then eventually Roman Reigns. They, WWE, like, one thing that has not changed in all the ebbs and flows of WWE, the good periods, the bad periods in the last 10, 15 years, they will never, ever, ever, ever be a tag team promotion. I think that's really obvious now. I think right. it's not It's not the eighty. Even the Attitude Era was better than this. Do you know what I mean? It's like... They've got one super hot tag team act, which is the Usos, which is great, but that's not even that's nothing to do with the tag division. It's like that's part of the World Champions Act. Do you know what I mean? That's not
2: mm-hmm. that's
0: not them at the top of a hot tag division. Yeah. Look, if the check is big enough, I'm sure it would be worth their while, and I'm sure maybe, maybe they'd be the ones after the once WWE moves on from the Roman thing, which I'm sure they will at some stage, you know, someone beats him. Presumably then the Usos also will will will. Maybe FTR could beat them, but again, it's just if they're not happy with how things are in AEW, do they? It's is do they really think the grass would be greener if they are people who it's not just about the money; it's about I want to be on TV, having good matches, good storylines. I want book and respect. I just even with Triple H at the helm, I don't see how they're going to get more than that than not they have an AEW, you know? Yeah. <sighs> okay. Well. Developing story, I guess. It could be also one of those mm-hmm. things Or they just, after a couple of weeks, they're like, you know, Cooler Heads Prevail, perhaps. Yeah, yeah the Malachi Black type of deal, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of Cooler Heads Prevail, question mark, uh, <laughs> we, we, we did have some more CM Punk wackiness. Obviously, last week, there was the old uh, <laughs> posting the screenshots of, of him being the number one merch seller and the number one action figure. And the top-rated YouTube clips of the whole year for AEW, yeah. and then uh, this week uh, MJF got uh, various PWI awards, including Feud of the Year with Punk, and he taped over Punk's name and posted it on Instagram. And Punk commented that he should tape over the ratings, mm-hmm. uh, which is a bit cheeky, and and yeah, feels... It, it
1: feels very tongue-in-cheek to me. I thought,
0: it, of course, it did. Yeah. yeah, and and I think I think any if you're in the camp of desperately wanting Punk to come back. I think you have to take that as a as a positive, that kind of tongue in cheek jotion. Yeah,
1: yeah. I would th- I would think if there if there were serious talks for Punk to be bought out or whatever, you would assume there would be some kind of not NDA necessarily, but you know, that there wouldn't be any public references to AW but some kind of agreement uh, in regards to that. So the fact that he would even acknowledge those things seem seem to hint that he's not quite out yet? Mm. Yeah, it was, it was. It was. It was. It's interesting. <laughs> made bigger
0: news of than I thought. Well, yeah. Anytime that guy fucking does anything, farts on his farts. It's gonna be. Yeah, it's gonna be news. Um, I, I, I'm softening my stance on this, but my initial stance for ages was. If he's, if he's even jokingly interacting with them and referencing them, I'm of the belief that means he's not coming back because if he was coming back, they would definitely want it to be a big fucking splash surprise, you know, um, as opposed to just this breadcrumb thing. Um, but yeah, I can also see he's looking at it in the sense of, well, if he's willing to engage with them on, on that kind of level, then that's probably, that's probably a better sign than a negative sign, you know?
1: Yeah. Um. Mm. Anyway, that is that's the news of the past let's look to the news of the future let's look to the future but also, still
0: look a little bit to the past. It's time for our uh, yearly uh, predictions game here. Uh, those of you who might be uh, new to the show, it's fairly simple. Here, every year I ask the boys a series of fairly, you know, I think I don't think there's any outlandish questions. Uh, predictions for the year coming in wrestling. You know, who's going to win various belts? Do you think these newsworthy things will happen or not happen, or who will happen? And, you know, this, that, and the other. And uh, the way we do this is, I'm going to read off the predictions from last year, and I'm going to dish out. Some points, and just for a little bit of fun, we will see who is the number one prognosticator in the in the chair shot um, uh, team. I have not kept score over the years. I don't know who's who's done well over the past decade. Um, I've I'll just say offhand. I seem to recall we've all done fairly shite over the years. <laughs> um, if we're being real, miss, uh, we've a little, little, little bit miss, but you know. Uh, anyway. We will soldier on here, and we will. Oh God, the, the most. The, 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 so we're gonna we're gonna read the the questions, and then I'll read the answers, and then I'll dish out points. It's one point for each correct answer. <laughs> the, the the one set of questions that has been here for the entire run of this quiz is who wins the Royal Rumble, and for the last couple of years, it's been a struggle to remember who the fuck actually did. Uh, so let me open up an <laughs> extra tab here. Royal Rumble
1: Wikipedia da, 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 da. winners. Uh,
2: I can I could not tell you for a thousand pounds who won it last year.
1: I I know who won both. That's I mean um, It was it was no, a Wait a minute. Uh
0: <laughs> One suggested Google so who won the Girl Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> all righty. All righty. I have the I have the answers here. All right. Everyone, this is the Oh, Edge, Edge, wasn't it? No, no, it was not. It was not Edge. It. it, uh, it's 2022. And Ronda
1: Rousey. Yes, Sorry, those are the two. So, it, eh?
0: you spoiled it, you fucker. Anyway, uh, 2022 predictions. We've got, I think, seven or eight questions here. So, we'll run through them. Uh, question number one, of course, who will win the men's Royal Rumble? Get a load of these picks from us here. I said, Big E. Uh, which did not happen. That was pre his injury I okay. guess. That was before his injury obviously that was you know obviously.
1: That would have been a bold prediction. Broke yeah, Biggie.
0: Um so yeah, no no Biggie. Uh Joe's prediction was Bobby Lashley, which is not a bad which is not a bad guess at the time based on the the direction they were going. And Paul's pick was Brock Lesnar.
1: Oh, baby.
0: So uh Paul off to the races here uh with one point. Uh, who will win the Women's Royal Rumble was the second question. We uh, obviously mentioned there a second ago. Rhonda Rousey was the actual winner. Absolutely horrendous performance. Uh, she It was a bit of a surprise comeback. Uh, so I will shock you and say that none of us had that. And across the board, we all had the same answer. Bianca Belair was mm. the pick that we all had, which did not happen. Because um, obviously we thought they and they did eventually go to the Bianca Becky thing, but not not via the Royal Rumble. So, uh, next question was: uh, Will AEW add another hour of televised content in twenty twenty two? The answer to this, obviously, was no. Um, they they did you know Rampage already existed at this stage. Obviously, Battle of the Belts already existed at this stage. Um, uh, there's been talk constantly of them doing uh, uh, some form of reality. I think I think the, the they are finally spinning the wheels on like an elite reality show or something like that following the elite but anyway Mm. uh, that did not materialize in 2022 I said no so I'll get a point there for Barry Joe said no so he gets a point Paul said yes Mm. Uh, next question who will headline the 2022 WWE Hall of Fame class Um, this was of course the Undertaker in his formal braid and his curtain suit talking about he, he, I love my Jesus, you know, um, <laughs> little AJ Styles there for him. Uh, and that was in fact a clean sweep across the board. I think it was actually fairly widely known it was going to be Undertaker when I asked that question. So, um, uh, so that was uh, points across the board for the lads there, all three of us. We all got the Undertaker. Uh, next question, very, very prescient, very ahead of the ahead of the curve. With this question, was one uh, question quizmaster Barry Barry Lad Murphy. Will WWE be sold?
1: Ooh, was ooh, the next
0: question. Hoo, hoo. Uh, I said no, so I get a point. Uh, Joe said no, so he gets a point. Paul. Ahead of the curve, but no points for that in this game, said yes. Uh Uh, So, but he is, in in a way, he's the biggest uh, prognosticator of all. (laughs) Yeah, but hasn't been sold in 2022, and that's what counts. That is what counts. That is what counts. Uh, Next. God, I I fucking remember this. Will The Rocks XFL run in 2022? The answer to that, obviously, was no. Uh, It's still real. It hasn't disappeared. He... Talks about it, they put videos out for it, they've got their teams and stuff, but it did not they did not um they did not run a match in in the calendar year twenty twenty two. I said nope. Point for me, Joe said nope. point for Joe. Paul said yes. Uh so Paul was a little more bullish on uh DJ XFL than the rest of us.
1: I think he put out I think he put out a over. statement that it was gonna
0: launch in twenty twenty two. I think I'd base it off that. And you knew
2: the rock doesn't lie. So yes.
0: No. Yeah. Remember when he? Remember when he brought back Henry Cavill? Of course. That should have been one of my questions. Will Henry Cavill be back in the DC universe? Will the balance of power in the DC universe change? Should have been one of my questions. Uh, uh, I have to pull up a. Uh, I have to do some research here for the uh, next question. Okay. Um, the next question. Uh, was predict the Metacritic average for WWE 2K22. This was obviously the um this is the year after the really 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 on fire broken one and then they took the year off and they said okay mm-hmm. we're going well, I'm fixing it. I'm oh god, I'm trying to fix it. put it out and yours truly gave it one big thumbs up on this very podcast. I said it was actually oh. pretty good.
1: Yeah.
0: Um I don't know if I should give points for being close probably not. I think so the the current score for the PlayStation 5 version of that game is 77.
1: I think the the closest person should get a point.
0: Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, So the current standing is 77. That is an average score based on critical reviews on the popular aggregator website Metacritic. I said 74. Joe said 69. Nice, but not right. And (laughs) Paul said 72. Uh, So... Your boy, b will get a point on that one.
2: I agreed so quickly. Yeah, 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 the closest one. Be, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I was like, well, if someone else is going to suggest no, this. Uh, the next question, I posed the exact same question, but for AEW's video game, but they did not launch that game last year, yet again. So that one will go null across the board. Um, let me see here. The next one. Uh, the next question was, who will dethrone Hangman Adam Page as AEW World Champion. The correct answer was, of course, one Charles Montgomery Punk. At uh, that was double or nothing, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it is a uh, family fortunes triple X wah, wah, across the board for us because we all went with MJF. We were again a little bit ahead of the curve. Um, uh, on that one should have been. Uh, if there's a butterfly effect everyone would probably be really happy and pals right now if that had happened
2: <laughs> fucking punk and FDR working six mans on Rampage
0: every <laughs> yeah. ratings through the roof you know <laughs>
2: acclaimed have uh, been released
0: <laughs> uh, alright uh, next question who will dethrone Britt Baker as the AEW Women's Champion as she was at the time correct answer to this one of course was Thunder Rosa um one Barry Ladd said thunder rosa point there for me one Joe Towny Towner very ambitious pick here for Joe he said no one Tiny, uh, fucking brit having the the year that would have been that would have been something and one Paul Griffin said thunder rosa
1: shit
0: Oh, this is what this is a fucking stupid question from me. Uh, I, <laughs> I, because I have no way of tracking this. I think the answer is like zero. I said an over under on WWE or AEW pay per view matches changed due to COVID protocols at three point five. So more than three matches or less than three matches basically is what the. Uh, um, I I think it was zero. We didn't have any. Yeah. There was I no. I can't think of
1: any. I can't no. think
0: of a single. There was um.
1: There might have been that we didn't hear about,
0: but I, I don't... Well, yeah, in terms of, like, big advertised, they had to bail on certain matches because someone got COVID basically zero. So I guess under would be the correct answer. Yeah. Um, uh, so I said under. Uh, Joe said under. Uh, Paul said over.
1: I actually don't agree with zero then. Um, <laughs> probably, I think, probably have been, have been some. Uh and then we had uh
0: our final cate- our final category every year is a miscellaneous prediction. And it's as simple as that. Just make a make a miscellaneous prediction and you will um uh you can get a point. This is a fair it is a fairly easy point category. And indeed, we uh we have 3 points For for everyone here Everyone's a winner One for everyone in the audience The predictions were I said CM Punk will challenge For the world title That was as safe (laughs) as houses I couldn't have I couldn't have played that any safer Uh, Joe said MJF will challenge For the world title So he got a a point on that one Can can we
1: say I'm going to come off like a big sore loser here Which fair enough I'll throw my hands up For this year Can we do better predictions than Prominent AW guy will challenge for the world title at some <laughs> point because that's a bit of a. All right, all right, that's fine, that's fine.
0: <laughs> no, because uh, Paul. To be fair to Paul, he's sticking to his guns here because he also he 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 made a ballsier prediction. It wasn't that ballsy, but you know, no. ballsier than you or me, Joe. Uh, no. He said inner circle will cease to be, which was correct. Uh, so he got points there. So the totals then for me it was one, two, three, four, five. Six, seven, eight points for Barry. Mm -hmm. Very respectable. For Joe, we're looking at seven for Joe. Joe coming in very close there, nipping at my heels. And then Paul, four points for Paul. That's so, so I I am deeming myself the winner of the prediction game for 2022. Although admittedly that the the one the one point difference there was CM Punk challenging for the world title, you know, so uh, a little bit poxy. But anyway, anyway, we move on here to 2023, the sci-fi space age futuristic year that is. 2023 i'm on my hoverboard and i'm watching the men's royal rumble and the winner will be and that is our first question as it has been for a number of years who will win the men's royal rumble and this is the yearly bit where we go oh god i don't watch any wrestling uh, in wwe oh, i've got my answer uh, me too. Uh, me too. um okay so i've got uh, i've got I've, i'll go kind of i've got the things here in alphabetical order um uh so i will go first and I'll, we'll change the order on the subsequent questions so everyone gets a turn. I will say, I mean, it seems based on my limited watching of, of their stuff, it seems like Cody Rhodes is the the safe pick. Uh, so, Cody Rhodes with a H. Joe Towner.
2: Wrestling has more than one royal family. Shake bin salmon. He's going to come out. And-
1: <laughs> no, be um Cody Rhodes. Alrighty, and um, Paul. See, I made the mistake last year of you guys would pick the same thing and I I'd go to make it interesting, uh... let me change it up. <laughs> it's about winning, baby. It ain't about what's interesting. Yeah, I'll go. This code show code. never has been. The American roller coaster.
0: Yeah. Although the funny thing is that yeah, oftentimes when we when we are unified on something, we're wrong in this game. Uh so
1: yeah. I mean he he's The way they're promoting his return is straight out of the Triple H 2002 rulebook. We just need the U2 Beautiful Day vignette, and we're there. It's very on on that level, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Except, of course, the Triple H didn't return at the Royal Rumble. He returned prior to it on a Raw. (laughs) But similar feeling. Okay.
0: Let me look here. Uh, who will win the women's Royal Rumble? I mean, none of us got Rousey last year. I mean, because why would you? Um, I will go for this one, and let's go in reverse order. We'll start with Paul.
1: I'm trying to think based on what they've been doing recently. Who kind of fits in there? Um, who would Triple H maybe have have win the old Rumbler? Maybe. A... Okay, I'm just thinking. Charlotte is the SmackDown Women's Champion and the Raw Women's Champion is <laughs> No one able to finish my sentence there? I have no idea who the Raw Women's Champion is. Uh, Bianca. Is it Bianca? Yeah. Um, I will I go for um, I'll go for Asuka. Oscar, okay, interesting. She's going to do some of her repackaging at the moment. That might be, might be her.
0: Uh, Joe.
2: Maria um, Ripley.
0: Maria Ripley, very good pick. Very a good one. pick. Um, I am going to go just because I feel like since her return, they've absolutely done nothing with her and she could maybe do with an outshot in the arm. I'm going to say Bailey. Mm. Um, because I feel like they have not maximized Bailey's return at all. Uh, so I'll put Bailey there for the Women's Royal Rumble. Uh, this one's going to be fucking... This is going to be tough. Um, what will be the WrestleMania main events? Plural, because we got two um, this year. So two nights. Uh, don't feel obligated to give me one man and one women's or anything like that. Just what what are the last matches on the two nights? Uh, I will go to. We did Paul there. I got Joe for this next one.
2: Um, the, the Codester Roadster, Cody Rhodes versus um, Churchill Podcast Wrestler of the Year 2022, mm. uh, Roman Head of the Table Reigns uh, as one main event. Okay. Probably probably night two. And um, the other one, let's say Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte. Okay. Interesting, Charlotte, <laughs> and Charlotte wins again.
0: <laughs> that would be incredibly funny, and I wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibility. Uh, Alrighty Uh I will go. I will also say Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. I will, I will, I will take that one. Copy me, and I'll take a punt based on the rumors, and I'll say know. I don't know what
1: these rumors are. I, I I know I've been missing out. Go on. Well, I
0: mean, there's, no, no, there's not rumors about matches, but there are names said to be. Doing things at Mania, mm. so I'm going to say Steve Austin again, again versus John Cena. <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> fuck! Wow! What, what an absolutely atrocious idea that is! Why? Right? No! What are you talking about? Who the fuck wants to see that, John Cena?
0: Um, I, yeah. uh, let me. I'll go out in the limb and say a lot of people want to yeah. see John <laughs> Cena and Stone Cold
1: <laughs> Steve Austin. Oh, Call me. me Bonkers.
0: Mouth-breathing WWE marks. Would that sounds like that,
1: that that that's Jurassic World 7. <laughs> like what, t- 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 oh,
0: what is this cynicism about, about two of the biggest stars in the history of wrestling having a generational clash? What are you talking about?
1: I mean, that would have been good in 2004, maybe.
0: Um, no, it wouldn't but, have, because you've no. seen it wasn't a star in 2004. 2010. 2010. US champion, brother. Um, okay. hey, they can do a smoke and mirrors match with Austin. Okay, that's, the,
1: that's the first I'm hearing of that. Smoke and yes. skull.
0: Well, I'm not saying I don't know if that match has been discussed but
1: it's just be, based on last year's performance it I seems mean, like name, he's going he's to, to do a match. it's a good idea from the perspective of getting Peacock subscriptions and that, getting people's eyes on it but like that, that'll get mainstream celebrate. attention that would be i no,
2: no it wouldn't yes it would I, I don't
0: believe it would now get mainstream I really hope it happens now I really hope
1: it happens when you see I,
0: main, like, nah.
1: no it will it will but like fuck what a, what a shit match that would be
0: no what the Kevin Owens match was really fun
1: yeah, but John Cena is, is... I don't know if you're seeing his head lately, brother, but at the Battle of the Shiny Bounces here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but all he's going to have to do is do the UNC me, and then Austin does the finger, and they're yeah. going to pop... So, it sounds like, like a, a five-star classic. <laughs> your little flippy-doo, little fucking Ray Phoenix versus Pentagon match. All right? <laughs> Fuck that shit. It's about, get, it's about working smarter, not harder, brother. All right?
1: Well, so, it, I, I can't wait to see John Cena hit a hurricanrana on Steve, cool nice. Steve Austin. Yeah. Um Yeah, I'm going to go a different tact. I will say Cody Rhodes and Roman. Good as mentioned, me. I'll go for my other one: uh, the Usos versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn.
0: Okay, Ooh. this is KO and Sami main event.
1: Mm. Ballsy. Well, that's, that's the people's main event. People want to see True. Okay. Uh, Alright, next question.
0: Uh what's this? This is question for I'll go back to myself for um this one. Simply put, will CM Punk return this calendar year? And I I'm hedging my bet somewhat because I've been VM saying no for weeks, but I will go into my head, I will say yes. No. Return to AEW. Just return? Just return. Just the question is just, just return. return. Have a pro wrestling match is probably the way I should phrase it. I mean, I'm that's, o- that's what, what I was going to say.
2: It's open to interpretation. That question. Be on pro wrestling be television.
0: Be on pro wrestling television, 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 television yeah. WWE, yeah. AEW, yeah. wherever.
2: New P-W-G. Japan,
1: access.
0: Be, be, yeah, be on a wrestling show in an official capacity. Yeah, <laughs> and Not
1: in archival footage.
0: Paul, only you would try and exploit these loopholes,
1: anyway. So you know. <laughs> um, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, th- that seems like it's open enough that I would, I would lean towards yes on that
0: one. Okay. Mm. Now, keeping in mind, I would not count WWE backstage like that shite he did last
2: time. Oh no, we're talking in a ring. Like, we're right.
0: talking. We're talking a ring. We're talking a ring.
2: I yeah. say yes. Fuck it. Yeah. yeah. It's going to wrestle Steve Austin at WrestleMania. Oh my God. Oh, it is the main event. That
0: would be fucking great. That would be fucking great. All these Steve Austin naysayers. <laughs> fucking <laughs> hipster
1: assholes. Oh my God. Anyway. <laughs> I think that we we fucking we wheel out Steve Austin every week.
0: Well, year. yes, but that's what WWE does. They wheeled out Goldberg oh, for five years. Oh, get Hogan yeah, back as well. Bad. But they did. Okay. They wheeled out Hogan to the point he was barely able to walk, and then TNA started wheeling him out, which is even worse. Anyway, come on now. Uh, I ditched the Metacritic question this year because it seems like this is the more pressing question. Will the AEW video game come out? Um, they've had that little bumper on Dynamite saying "Pre-order now" for about eight months. Yeah, and as of this recording, we still do not even have a date. We don't even have a season. They're not. They're not even doing the holiday or summer 2023 thing. So I really don't know. Uh, for this one, I'll go to uh, who went, I went first there. Then Paul. Uh, mm, Paul, you go first on this one.
1: Yeah, I think it would 100 100% will. Okay. Uh, Joe. Yes. I'll
0: say yes. If it doesn't come out this year, then they should probably can it.
1: <laughs> like, because it's it's the roster will be too out of date. It's
0: the roster. Too I too mean, they've too. already the, the stage is already out of date. You know, they're about yeah. three they're about three Chris Statlanders old. Um uh, next question. We'll start with Joe on this one. Another fairly mm-hmm. simple one. Mm-hmm. Putting it to you. Who buys WWE? Now, obviously, we'll we we'll, this time next year we'll allow for points or half points, or whatever. If it's like a conglomerate, do you know what I mean? If it's fucking mm. uh, Tony Khan and Amazon team up, you can get you know. But I'm looking for give me. I want one entity name, you know, for 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 this.
2: Okay, I'm gonna say no one.
0: Whoa, Joe's gone spicy. Joe's gone spicy. He's gone spicy. All right, uh, no one. Alrighty. um, I we Will go next to. I'll, I'll go next. I will say Comcast. That is the Universal Parent Company.
1: Uh, Paul. I will say that the rumours of late will will transpire. I'll say it'll be the, the Saudi Investment Fund. <laughs>
0: uh, Saudi
2: PIF. Alrighty. Can I Three. can I offer a second prediction? Go on. Uh, it's going to be like that episode of The Simpsons where Mr. Burns sells the nuclear plant to the Germans and then buys it back for like a dollar or something. Yeah. <laughs> Vince, will, Vince will sell it to the Saudis. It'll all go tits up and it'll go, oh, I'll buy it back. And then he'll put himself in charge again.
1: That's my
2: that's my secondary fun prediction. My first yeah. is no one will
0: buy it.
1: He doesn't get any points for that. If it's no. Right. no.
0: Well, just Pride. Uh, next question, tangential and similar to our opening topic. There, will Triple H remain in WWE? And for this one, I will go to
1: Paul. Will he? So, will he still be in WWE? Uh, December thirty first. Yes. Twenty three fifty nine. No. Yeah. Um, gone to head. No.
0: Oh, Paul being adventurous, saying yeah, no. Okay. Uh, Joe.
2: It's so hard to know, but I'm, I'm going to say no as well.
0: Wow. It could, it could be
2: gone the end of this month. I mean, yeah, you know, you know, it, it, I
0: think no. Um, as uh, like we were kind of talking about earlier, I think I'm going to go with my kind of less spicy and bo- more boring reality, which is that I think he's just going to grit his teeth and just,
1: you know, I think he's, I think, yes, he, he will still be there. Um, I think the backseat driving is just going to increase. Bit by bit
0: every mm. week. Uh, so yeah, there we go. I mean, yes, to the two boys are No, next up, I
1: don't necessarily think Vince will be in there, but I can see Triple H being ousted for a, a, a Bruce Pritchard or a. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. One of those. Um. Next question here.
0: Um. Uh, this is a, we're into our, our kind of champions categories here. I'll go first on this one. Who. Dethrones MJF is our next question, and I've got two picks in mind. I've got a spicy, and I've got a non-spicy. And in the interest of glory, and 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 getting a spicy pick right, I'm going to say CM Punk. <laughs> Yeah, uh, there's a safer pick in my head, but I'm not going to go there. I'll, 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 I'll go for a three pointer there, metaphorical, not a real three pointer. Uh,
2: Joe, I may be going with my heart rather than my head here, but I'm going to say Darby Allen.
0: Really? Why that's, so? That's,
2: that's what I want. Maybe that's just what I want to happen. Spice. Yeah. I don't know if it's what's going to happen, but it's, uh,
0: yeah, that's how I would book it. I would also call that a three-pointer. If you get that one right, that's
1: that would be, that'd be pretty would be pretty shot. Yeah. And we'll go finally to, to Mr. Paul Griffin. Third third spicy take in a row here. With with the storyline that, that they've established. <laughs> the storyline that they've spent so much time establishing. Uh, I'm going to say nobody. Nobody. We've got another no one. To, the, to, to, to January 2024. I think he'll go into that as the world champion.
0: Oh, that would actually make loads of sense. Actually, if he can make it, yeah. So he can do. He, mm. They they would absolutely do it. I'm gonna take it and throw it in the bin. Fucking yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, interesting. And then
2: Darby wins it, probably.
0: and then Darby wins it on yeah. January first. Yeah, I'll do it next yeah. year. Yeah. Uh, it's very sad that nobody said Brian Danielson. I don't think that's. A, I don't no, think no. A, a hope in hell of that happening. Sadly, anyway. Next up, I think possibly even more interesting and probably harder to pick. Who will dethrone Jade Cargill? I think we talked about this a few weeks okay. ago, actually, about potential uh, dethroners. Uh, on this one, I just went there. Uh, Paul went first. Uh, Joe?
2: Well, this was going to be one of my uh, supplemental picks, actually. Okay.
1: Um,
2: so I, I predicted Jade Cargill will vacate the TBS
0: title.
1: Okay. So nobody defeats her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Uh, Paul? <laughs> God, yeah, there's so many ways they could go about it. I feel like with the 50 and 0 coming up shortly, I feel like it's going to have to lead to some kind of champion versus champion deal, right? Where she almost faces the world champion. Mm. in a, in a don't, don't TNA do something like that with the X Division? Oh, yeah. That? Holding at yeah. a certain point, you trade it in <laughs> for a world title shot. Something like that. Um, At the same time, you could do a banana peel, a banana peel gimmick, and give it to somebody. Like my pick, Willow Nightingale.
0: Baby. Willow, interesting. One? I would like that. I would like That'd that. Be good. I uh, yeah. I feel like I rain this long though. Someone should like beat her, beat her. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, But also, I don't see it happening either. Like, yeah, I, I could see a banana peel. Um, interesting. I will say just like three other than. Willow, I think there's three other names that I think come to mind straight away when you when you ask this question. I think there's obviously there's the Mercedes option if she's in play, which we don't know. Not Martinez, not Martinez. Well, you know, um, there's the it would make sense, but I don't really see it. There's the red velvet option, um, and then there's my pick. And I'm this is a little bit of a three pointer because I'm kind of gambling on her 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 return, her health. But I would say Chris Statlander.
1: Yeah, it seemed like it was or... going to be her before, and
0: yeah, she was having a great run. Uh, the The new gimmick and stuff like that. Um, I, yeah, I don't know what her timeline is, but hopefully, if she's waiting in the wings and she's healthy, like now, and happy to come back, and with the 50 and 0 approaching, I think, I think that's I,
1: I, good. I can see it, but it's just a question of how long you wait.
0: Well, that's it. If like, yeah, obviously, if it's like, if I'm Tony Khan and I get the call from her saying I'm out for another six months. Then maybe you do have to start looking at like Red Velvet or Willow, because um, oh. not to jump ahead of ourselves and get into our kind of our AEW TV review. But I'm like, it's it's time to move on. It's time to do something different with Jade. It's time to yeah. to go in a new direction with her. Anyway, and that brings us to the final question: the big old uh, any other predictions except for men challenging for titles? Um, <laughs> um, we will go. I'll I'll start on this one. Actually, I, I don't even have one in mind, so I don't know what I'm going to. Um, what I'm going to say. Um, this could be anything wrestling related. By the way, this can be you know business or or uh, good news, bad news, people leaving, people jumping ship from promotion to promotion. Um, hmm. This is really this is tough. Um. Uh. Fuck! I, was, I I had like a really specific one in mind, but I don't want to, you know.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, I, I this is really fucking hard because there's so many things going on at the moment. We've covered a lot there. We covered the sale. We've covered champions. Yeah. We covered mania. Um, I will say.
1: He's sticking his tongue out at us and not making yeah. any
0: noise. I would say, uh, Mercedes Monet does wrestle for AEW, I would mm-hmm. say. Mm-hmm. Okay. It seems like a lot of reporting at the moment is hedging various mm-hmm. bets. It doesn't seem as much of a sure thing. I will say she will at least have a match there, you know, yeah. um, We'll maybe talk about that later in the in the dynamite review, Uh, Joe. Okay, wait, is it one? One, yeah. I know we've done like three in the past and stuff like that, but last year we just did one. I think one is good. Shit, Um, I barely got one out. (laughs) You can throw,
1: you can throw your other ones as as. I'll give you my other ones for for extra
0: for banter.
2: What one do I go for? Mm, Okay, yeah. What what ones? What would you
0: think is most likely to actually happen? I think
2: the most likely. I'm going to go for. Uh, AEW does a million pound live gate in the UK.
0: Okay, excellent. Okay, and a
2: pounds, not dollars,
1: because I think it's not likely. But yeah, depends how fucking expensive. Those tickets are. they'll be. They're going to be expensive. <laughs> I'm confident they're going to be expensive. And it depends
2: where they run. Because if it is one of the smaller venues, then it, it
0: might. Oh, two be... Wembley. Uh,
2: run. It Seems it like is, Wembley
0: uh, is the rumored the rumored thing. If it's a bigger one, then maybe.
2: Um, yeah, so my other picks were going to be. Well, let me let me throw. Oh, my oh okay, okay, you. okay. Please, yeah, please. let's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do the official.
1: Don't 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 give Paul any ammunition. You know, go on. <laughs> That'd be boy. good if I just took over the yours, then. Um, I will say as my pick that they will they will split the uh, the WWE Undisputed Championship back into two belts. Okay, interesting. That's very interesting. Um, yeah. Universal and WWE
0: title. The world title back into two belts. I mean, they've never stuck stuck with that. This is probably the longest they've stuck with one of these. Actually, now that I think about it, two two titles. Excellent, that's a good one. Okay, Joe, what were your other ones?
2: Um, Ric Flair will appear in AEW. Okay. Okay. Vince McMahon will appear on WWE
0: television
2: in in AEW. No, on WWE television in a live capacity.
0: Okay. Okay. I was about, these aren't for points I'll make a note of them anyway though
2: yeah
0: will appear on WWE and they'll
2: both happen and I won't get any points for it so that'll be uh, that'll be good
0: I was gonna I, it was gonna be too specific I was gonna just like shag myself out of points I was gonna say I was like I was thinking like the AEW game will come out and I think it'll get an average score of about 85 I think that game will be well received mm. despite I think, I think seemingly it'll... being on fire
1: I'll think I'll throw out an unofficial one. I think the game will come out. I think it'll get a, a lower than anticipated score. Okay, I think it'll be in the sixties. I think that's. I think that's also. A, I, I like what I've seen,
0: but I think it's also fair based on how long it's fucking taken to come out. Um, uh, I think it's v- perfectly fair to to gamble on it on it being negatively received. Um, yeah, that's the prediction game uh, that Woo. is now saved on my telephone, not to be looked at for another year. Uh good hustle, lads. Thank got some brother. good predictions in there. We got some interesting oh. answers. I think we got I think we
1: got some good ones there. Um and, yeah. MJF holding the belt on December 31st was gonna be my last your last one, okay. So I, I had to pivot there. Anyway. Um let me see I have an email. Sorry. Oh, sorry, uh, Paul there's an email. Let's just do it now. Uh it's from Jamie. Correction, subject correction. Uh Chances are that I mistyped last week, but one of my 2023 goals is to watch film from every year from, excuse me, from every year since 1900, not 1990. So apparently, apparently I said 1990 last week. Um, I will clarify, Jamie, to to defend myself there. That was uh, at the end of a, a three and a half hour long podcast session that i read out that email <laughs> and i think I, i'd yawned a few times already so i was very tired at that stage but yeah i now i recall that his email said 1900 i don't remember saying 1990 but just to clarify he says i only have 1935 1939 and most years from 1900 to 1925 to go so lots of silent comedy legends and german expressionist horror to fill the gap i don't think i've seen many films from those uh no time periods to be fair. Uh, cheers, and looking forward to your thoughts on the Last of Us. Well, that is coming up soon. Obviously, we haven't seen it yet, but uh, we will talk a little bit about our our thoughts as it will air uh, tonight, actually on uh, HBO. Mm-hmm. So, thank you for your email, Jamie. Um, sorry that I read it out wrong, but I was a sleepy boy. <laughs> uh, you 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 righted the wrong though. You're fine. Hmm.
0: Uh alrighty. Uh we will move from that into the wrestling. We'll talk about another very good week here of um uh that they're all elite wrestling television. Folks, have you seen this? Have you heard of this show? Yes. It's pretty good. Uh, it's been, uh I, lately it's been very good. Lately it's been very good coming to okay. us from the fabulous oh, yes, Kia so Forum. Mm-hmm. Uh also, so this was like uh, you know, a big city, you know, LA, and I feel like thankfully hopefully this is a sign of things to come and maybe this is part of their whole set design i feel like they actually lit the building well and shot the pictures of the big crowd and it looked mm, like, like mm. it actually looked like hey we filled a big basketball arena rather than just being in darkness um so hopefully that's a production thing that they want to do more of yeah. uh so yeah and we kick things off nice and hot with moxley and hangman page what did we think of this little mother of a match?
1: Well, we had mentioned last week. I think I had done my little own prediction that Hang. I said Hangman to win by stoppage. It wasn't quite that, but Hangman you were won very and close. They, they did tease a kind of well. Who's concussed Moxley back now?
0: Um, I uh, think that's I, in the spirit of what you were saying last week. Yeah. I think it's it's accomplished the same thing, which is not only did he win, but he fucking he put Mo, he put the toughest guy in the promotion on his arse. Like he yeah. he, he was great. It was fucking great. Um, and yeah. The match itself, I thought, was also really, really great.
1: Yeah. Hard-hitting. Yeah, really, really good. It was a fight. Oh. I know Brian Alvarez would have been loving that they didn't start with a lock-up. Nah,
2: just the big height oh, makers.
1: You love that. Yeah,
0: hockey fight. Good um, shit. And I, am, I imagine they'll get the best of both worlds here. This is a guess, but maybe John Moxley goes and takes his delayed holiday he was planning before... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> see a punk kind a meltdown oh, yeah
1: i, I think you'll be off tv for uh a month, se- a month let's say sell that old concussion rooney yeah and come back and do do a, a rubber match some kind of um last man standing or, or something oh like hell texas, yeah te- texas death yeah they, uh and that would be
0: that would be a great pay-per-view match um yeah so yeah yeah take a month off and then come back maybe three weeks before revolution and build up to a pay-per-view yeah love it great yeah we're back baby <laughs> we're on board we're on board um and of course i mean it, it kind of goes without saying this has been the case for the last few weeks but this was another phenomenal crowd i mean this was just yeah, yeah, yeah. The, it it really makes um uh, um AEW feel like they're back on track in a big way and speaking of back on track this is where we got the adam cole return which i think is another big boon for them you know super popular guy and i think yeah. we, we talked about it already it was very good very good promo yeah. very felt very real yeah very call good. an
2: ambulance but not for me.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was very,
0: uh, the, the good news, bad news thing was great. Cause he did yeah. get me. I did think he was coming back to say, look, I'll be back soon, but not now. Yeah, yeah. But oh, ladies and gentlemen, they got me, you know, um, uh, we got, speaking of the hot crowd, we got big bill and Lee Moriarty against hook and jungle boy. And they kept saying this is a one-time thing, but they gotta, they gotta have Hulk and Jungle Boy be a team. They gotta have it. They're, they're, they're too sexy to be together. I, I
2: was gonna, I was I was gonna say, say
0: that's why. That's why we need sixty teams back. It's, just,
1: it's too much. Who would have thought? People want to see good-looking hunks, young, young, young strapping boys.
0: But what they need right. to do is Tony Khan. I know you're listening. You need to put him in like really tight. Two thousands Hardy Boys T shirts. Oh so then, god. later yeah. on in the match, when they're hulking up, they can take off the T shirts, yes. and all the girls like Jeff Hardy in two thousand. They take off and all the girls. Wah! Wah! Oh my god, Hook took off the shirt. Wah! That's you know,
1: actually that's actually an excellent.
0: <laughs> <question>.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in terms in terms of wrestling psychology, I think that makes perfect sense. Uh,
0: yeah, I think this is so great because I think it's 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 going to make Hook. It's going to get him. In there more often. It's given him something to do other than coming out once a month and beating a guy. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And I think it's given Jungle mm-hmm. Boy. He's still missing that something, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? He's yeah, still yeah, missing yeah. that that edge, That cool factor, yeah. the cool factor. And I think this gets him there. And this was another super fun match. I mean, and they did. They had him. They had Hook toss Big Bill. I thought they. <laughs> I thought they were going to tease that for six fucking months. Like yeah. I don't think anyone's throwing Satnam yet. But they finally had him throw Big Bill. Uh, it was great. Oh the yeah. Fa- yeah, the faces. Wow,
1: amazing. It was great. It was great. Um, feats
2: of feats of strength in wrestling. Always always works. Said that
1: yeah, and, and there was some there was a feedback. You remember I'm, when when he teased it the first time, I I follow Taz on Twitter, so there's a lot of Taz arguing with people as <laughs> right. Yeah. Um about you know, as if, as if someone as big as Big Bill would be like, you know, run out of the ring by Hook coming out. And uh, you know, we saw here he gave him a big old throw. And Taz, as he made the point, if like, I go back and watch those early UFC uh, shows, like UFC 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, mm. and all you see is little fellas beating the fuck out of big guys. So, you know, it, it definitely I, I didn't have a problem with the realism of it. But also Hook Hook it, it has a great aura to him as a mm. as an ass kicker. And uh, definitely wrestling yeah. for the last two decades has has not had enough of those.
2: No, you also had shiny um Tights on that made him look like a sort of astronaut slash stripper. thought <laughs> just plays game.
1: into the angle. I know it was brilliant. Yeah, I was watching it, and I, w- I was thinking. I normally have a bugbear about wrestlers who don't wear knee pads, and yet with Hook, I think it works perfectly. And I wouldn't okay. ever put knee pads on it. No, no, no. I don't know something about that like boxer look that he has works. You know. Hmm. Anyway, he threw that big bastard over the ring, and then they they beat him with a snare trap. It was good.
0: Uh, They had a man named Paul Walter Hauser backstage. Mm. This man apparently won a Golden Globe. No no shade to this man, because he was fabulous on Rampage. Obviously, one of those guys who's a big fan. I had no clue what this man was. And you know what? Usually, Usually, the commentators are yelling what the fucking stories are. Did they say what television show he was from? I don't know what show he's they from. Did
1: Blackbird, yeah.
0: Did they say? Okay, oh, fair enough. I just didn't catch yeah, it then. Re-
1: Renee, Renee said
0: it. Renee said it. Okay, no bother. Uh, so he he did a segment, and up came Danhausen and Orange Cassidy, um, and they they had some little banter, um, and that was fine. Yeah. Uh, Takeshida versus Brian Danielson was interrupted by MJF. He came out and he um, he did a bunch of uh, "We Speak American Here" stuff. Uh, he.
1: He did, did a take a shit a joke. he did the take-a-shit-a-joke. He did the take-a-shit-a-joke. joke 9 months after its best-by date.
0: Yeah, yeah. And let me tell you, folks, it wasn't exactly fresh back then either. Um, but he did that, and, you know, he did a bunch of the, like, <laughs> walking the line of the of the races. I mean, they had they had to catch it a is oh, sexual so scream kiss my ass kiss was, my ass was great was, so you know they had him they had it. you know they were they were laying it on really thick that he was a uh, like dumb fuck american and then he did a bunch of banter with the celebrities talking about uh, prince junior and uh, in the crowd and you know scooby doo and
1: yeah that was that was the element though, that didn't work for me that is right
0: i so as an isolated performance i thought this promo was it was the usual mjf fun you know what i mean he was being an asshole and the crowd was laughing and Celebrity stuff was good, and Takeshta screamed at him, which was good. But i I was watching it, and I was just thinking, you know, this is this is good. This isn't top guy material. This isn't world champion material. No. I just, don't, I just don't think it is at all. Um, uh, not that it's is, if, they, if this guy was wrestling Darby Allen on Friday for the TNT belt, maybe.
1: Um, mm-hmm. But I don't this, know. This promo felt a lot to me like like a um, uh, popular film, The Batman. Oh yeah, in that. <laughs> It, it came to a natural conclusion with Takeshita saying, I said, kiss my ass. And then it just went on for another 40 minutes. Yeah. Uh, for some reason. Um, And Takeshita like left the ring and MJF was just like, in yeah. I was like, okay, even I, I, you don't too much want to get caught in the logic of uh, why do wrestlers music play when they run out? But, you know, Takeshita and Dinosaur have this match scheduled at this time in the logic of the world. Uh, Takeshi's out in the ring waiting for Danielson MGF comes out and it's just rambling on and on like why Why is Danielson not running out to fight yeah. him like, why did it was he stupid?
0: So especially since Takeshi made his entrance for the match like he wasn't just out there he was out for the match and then MGF came out I was like Danielson should be running down and just chasing this
1: guy off it's like, not. It, was... it should have been kiss my ass MJF selling Danielson's music hits runs down MGF runs off. There you go. But in in true
0: wrestling fashion, they had to get their celebrities in. They had to, uh, and they were great. Look, the 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 two lads, they they sold it well. Actually, Freddie Prince Jr. just kind of laughed.
1: But yeah, Doctor Ken was good. Doctor
0: Ken, he he looked really. I was I was assuming based on how like amusing his reaction. I thought he was going to get physical. Like he seemed yeah. like because we obviously we've seen him do that in the past. Um, uh, on one of the <laughs> worst episodes of Raw of oh, all yeah. time. yeah,
2: didn't he get his head smashed
0: on the mat? Yeah. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, but um, so they did that anyway. That segued into a great match. Yes. Um. Uh, you know, Danielson, his his quest. You know, they're doing this storyline where he's like has to go undefeated. And uh, look, he gave Takeshida a lot, as you would imagine. They had a super competitive, like pay per view quality match. It was it was really good stuff. Yeah. Um, I will I will echo a lot of sentiments I've seen. I'm certainly in the camp of obviously not this particular match, but let's get some let's get some wins for, for Takeshita on TV. Yeah. He he is signed now, he's not an excursion guy, he's signed. Let's 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 put him in there with the niece and the other Jabronis and get him some dynamite wins.
1: Yeah. I will say, as someone who watched Wrestle Kingdom 17, uh Takeshi is better than like 90% of the current uh, New Japan Japanese lads. Okay. Certainly I mean, better than some of the folks they've had holding that IWGP world title over the last few years. Yeah. Uh, let, let me never watch an evil match again, please. Um, Takeshita, Takeshita is, is, to me, is like the, the real heir apparent to, like, Tanahashi, it feels like. Okay. Um... But he, he's also he's so so much bigger than you ever. He's realize. tall, yeah, and he's like handsome, you know. He's tall, handsome. He he looks kind of like a long haired, almost like a long haired Okada. He's got that same kind of physique.
0: Physi- but the funny thing is, but like he's like he's like signed and he's moved to the states now, so he's not even like yeah. it was. You know, he was initially kind of on our screens as a as a he was a DDT guy, is that right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, on excursion, and obviously the thing is, oh, he could go back to Japan and maybe he'll stay with DDT or maybe he'll jump, blah blah. But now he's like. Now he's out of that universe. Now he's he is a fucking American wrestler. He's on AEW every week. He's so good. Um, But he's great. He's fantastic. Um, Yeah, so Danielson won.
1: I like Danielson using the Regal stretch as well. Which they didn't call that. I I was really surprised they did not call it the Regal stretch. Neither time. Because he used it last week as well. Um, Yeah. Neither time they've called it for some reason. But, um, yeah, I like him using that as a new finish. He's a man of many finishers. But... uh, really really like it's a great it's a great it's a great move uh we got uh brit baker and jamie
0: hater against soraya and not mercedes monet <laughs> um they they i i I knew straight away she wasn't going to be there because they had tony come out first and they were like that that Mm -hmm. felt really intentional like this is the match you are getting this we're not doing anything and it was a good idea because like you could hear like one guy do you know what i mean there was there was like one or two guys trying to do a thing but Mm -hmm. generally speaking i think most people got the message that they were not going to get anything um and uh they just had a good match another like it was the usual the the Hater Brit tag team matches have been have been really quite good. I mean, Hater is is someone who it's great that she's having weekly television matches because she's um, she really adds a lot to the show. Yeah, not not too much to say about it. Then the finish was Sheeta came down after being um, uh, snubbed by Soraya, and she threw the uh, Kendo stick into the ring, but the heels got it. Mm-hmm. And she and she looked distressed, like she didn't mean to do that, but or, or did she? Or yeah, did she,
1: she? She threw it a little bit too in the middle, rather than to her buddy there. Yeah, and it's also
0: kind of like, why did you do it at all? Type thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm, suspicious,
1: suspicious. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, we will see where that goes. I mean, definitely, I think to your prediction earlier, I think Mercedes will come in at some point because cast your mind back. Something that didn't pay off at all here was when this match originally got set up, and Soraya had like tickets to the show to give to somebody remember that yeah and then it just ended up being somebody who's already on the roster like i think there was i think there was plans for something to happen there and they fell through whatever for whatever reason if i was to read into that
0: yeah so we'll see i i I think i think we'll get something coming soon it's it's very it was just so odd to me that they did a month-long build-up to this match Unless maybe they thought the tease of, hey, Soraya's first match on TV, but you're crazy if you thought that was going to mean anything. Um, Anyway, uh, we got a 70-minute Jericho Appreciation Society. Uh, uh, Building
1: to a match they had already announced earlier on the show.
0: Yes, yeah, they did the Rampage uh, um, rundown, and then they still had um, uh, uh, the wrestlers act like they were just uh, uh, putting it together there. Excalibur
1: had to, like, Cover and say, cover for oh, it. Yeah. yeah, he spoke to Tony Khan earlier, and blah, blah, blah. I was like, Oh, lad, sorry, but a little bit of quality control there. Wouldn't go with S- Starks
0: and Andretti came out. I mean, we're not going to recap it, it was just, you know, <sighs> it was
1: awkward. lame. It was Imagine. lame. And I, Ricky Starks has been great recently, but this, this was like, I want to say it was like 2011 rock versus 2000 rock. Yeah, you know. Jack, Jack, Jake Hager has a lisp, and Jericho has tits or whatever. <laughs> yeah.
2: All right. Uh, Andretti is not good. He's he's like a tough enough uh, contestant.
1: Like, like, <laughs> Andretti was like Wheeler Yuta. To be fair, he had one of those. Oh, I, I don't think he's even that good.
2: Jesus, mm. that's, a, that's a stretch. But
1: um, I I like him, but it's really obvious he's
0: a guy who. A couple of weeks ago was just on dark you know I, I don't quite understand like so the story goes that Jericho Loves him. Had, handpicked him and, and saw one of his matches at dark and said I you know I want to make this guy or that's his fucking version of it Um, you know it's just it, it seems a little kind of it just seems a little I think he's good but I, 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 I don't understand the, like this is a big fucking spot to just pluck this guy from obscurity and stick him in yeah. And also, it just kind of feels like, I mean, he's kind of Ricky Stark's little buddy, but at the same time, he's hes kind of, like, he's the one who got the fireball in his face, yeah. you know, like, hes he kind of feels like he's more the guy. Yeah. Anyway, we'll, we'll see where this goes. Um, and then we got the main event, which was the uh, Escalera de la Muerte, Match 7, in the Best of 7 series, we saw Omega and the Young Bucks defeat the Death Triangle, with Omega retrieving the belts and... Uh, much like, you know, I was dubious going into this series, but much like the rest of it, I thought this match overachieved. Um, especially given, like, you know, ladder match. We've seen every possible yeah. fucking thing in a ladder match. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I I thought they would
1: a, a banger. I really did.
2: Very good. Very good main event.
1: Yeah. I, w- I would say very good. I was surprised to see. I don't know. We, we always dip into this topic, but Meltzer give it the 0-5 did i i didn't Uh, even hear that oh
0: my god like when is he gonna stop i don't know that it was that good brother (laughs) i mean it was really good but but maybe if you want to get into the weeds of new money versus old money melzer ratings Mm. like you know if you want to call that a five in 2023 sure because that in in old money that's like three and a half you know yeah um yeah i don't know if i i wouldn't put it on that level but it was spectacular and they beat the shit out of themselves. And Omega, like, a couple of days after that Osprey match, bet up to fuck. And, like, one of the first spots he does is go flying out of the ring on the Terminator dive and explode a table.
1: <laughs> it was good.
0: Uh, yeah, everyone was, you know... It, this is one of those matches where we won't waste our time, like, recapping all the spots because everyone went crazy. It was just... It was all great. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even... even like, And I, like I said, I was super even, like... I was super skeptical of the series. I said, How are they going to do seven unique matches? But I think they pulled it off. I think they did seven unique matches, and I thought they did seven great matches. I think you have to give it to them.
1: Yeah.
0: Um uh, as someone who who was kind of over Young Bucks and, and Lucha Brothers specifically, like those four. As someone who was kind of over that combo, I thought this series was was great. Mm-hmm. And uh I guess we'll see what's next for the titles. Um I don't no one comes to mind in me. Oh, Jarrett and Lethal and Sanjay No,
1: no,
0: Swerve <laughs> yeah. Strickland and his boys. But I think Swerve and his boys should should maybe in a few in a few months they should they yeah. should unseat the elite. But yeah. the elite the elite have to as new champions they got to win a feud first. <laughs> v triggering Satnam's knees or something, <laughs> you know. Um. Uh, so yeah, uh, speaking of burner, 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 we'll jump over to Rampage, which saw the payoff to um, Golden Globe man. Um, uh, uh, his his um, that's same. very
1: disrespectful to Paul Walter Hauser, a fantastic actor.
0: Listen, right? he, he has a Golden Globe, so I'm not doubting it. I've just never seen him in anything. Uh, You've
1: Never seen him in anything. That can't be. That
0: can't be right. Let me look up his filmography here, like live on air. Paul, I Tonya,
1: I Tonya, he was the best thing in. It's Clansman, he was in Richard okay, Jewell. That. Richard Jewell, he was Oscar nominated for, and he was really fantastic. Oh, wait, he
0: was the guy in Richard Jewell, wasn't he? Yeah, okay. I haven't seen I haven't seen uh, um, uh, that either. Uh, okay, I've seen I've seen the five bloods, I've seen Black Clansman. Uh, the okay, that's all I've seen. But okay, fair enough. Okay, I, I'm not disrespecting yeah, the man, I was, just that, I, I was just saying, I didn't know, I didn't, you know, yeah, anyway.
1: Let's uh, he the point is, <laughs> and now his new starring role getting fucking bopped on the head with a guitar. Well,
0: this is the thing: he was obviously one of those celebs who loved the business, this business, uh, because he was so on, and he knew how to do a promo, and he even I he even said that oh, I, when I am talking about wrestling, I am bypassing Connecticut and I am going to Jacksonville, and everyone cheered. <laughs> and I, and I nudged Bronan. and I said, I I, I said, um, uh, Connecticut is where WWE is. That's where their building is she was like oh yeah yeah. um (laughs) uh, and then and then jared came out and he had banter with jared and i was like this guy seems like he's a a genuine fan and if he's a genuine fan i know how this segment ends he's getting his fucking head hit he's getting his head caved in with that fucking guitar and he took a great guitar shot (laughs) while Satnam Singh stood on danhausen in the corner which was great um This was a great segment. This was a fucking great segment, and I have look. You have to give it to Jeff Jarrett. He has been great value uh, uh, since he showed up. I, I thought this was mm-hmm. seven thumbs up.
2: Uh, yeah, perfect segment.
0: <laughs> new, <laughs> per- new, new perfect segment. I wouldn't even disagree. I thought it was all great. No, no notes.
1: Yeah, Hauser he, he, even referred to wrestling as the sport. Yeah, he really, really was going in hard. Let's go. Um, Ah, oh, he's great. He's yeah, great. Perfect seemingly, great. you know, they stole his Golden Globe. We might see him yet again.
0: Oh, I, yeah. This, so this is presumably le- leading to a best friends match, where I guess they're going to have a match like for the globe. I, I'm assuming the, the the academy is not as finicky on people touching it as the World Cup people as FIFA. Because uh, we, we, Jay Lethal's grubby paws. What was he wearing, by the way? Like Jay Lethal's outfit. Oh my god, he looked ridiculous.
1: Well, they made reference to they look like they are homeschoolers at
0: he, Yeah, I so, so I mean, I suppose they all wear outfits, but he, he, you know, he and, and Sanjay got their dastardly hands all over this precious uh, uh, trophy, um, which I'm assuming was the real deal. It could have been a replica. I don't know. Um, he had a very on dynamite. He had a very official case that looked legit. Uh, yeah. Carrying it around, yeah, they'll they'll do a match or something. He'll corner the best friends, I would say, is because uh, the segment ended with them leaving with it. So yeah, um, not not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. We got Ortiz and Eddie Kingston against the House of Black, and I mean the fact that this is what we're doing with Eddie Kingston right now, and not only is this the angle, but like he's on like every second week of television. It's so not. It's so not anything. Do you know what I mean? And I, I think, I, just, I
1: think Ortiz is dragging him down a bit. Kind
0: of, yeah. But I don't even, I don't even think he's dragging him down as a performance. It's just Eddie doing Eddie's stuff, but via another person. It's kind of like I think, I, like I don't think he needs a partner for the. I think he could just feud with Malachi, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, or, or yeah, Malachi. Yeah. Uh, the finish was so contrived. The kind of accidentally hitting each other and blah 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 blah. And it's just like ugh. This is this is not doing it for me at all. Um, so yeah, not not big on this. Agreed. And it's just like House of Black doing their their fucking poetry slam promos, and then Ortiz is like annoyed because they didn't mention him. I'm like, it's, it's, I'm like, it's what's this? Rubbish. Like, it's, it's, it's rubbish. rubbish. It's yeah, crap. It's yeah, rubbish. it's it's. Let's get any a real. Let's get any a real feud here. Come on, we,
1: we got two real cool. Looking and good wrestlers in in black and and king, yeah. But the the storyline is, is that they're constantly in is such garbled nonsense. It's just it's it's knockoff Bray stuff. Like it yeah, is. It's absolutely, just absolutely. from like not like not current
0: Bray or not like like pre fiend Like it's just I'm um, being mysterious and poetic, and I'm
1: getting in your head. And it's like, Phew. and you know from from Malachi's stuff in in WWE before. Stuff that he's into is the is way overthought, symbolic, yeah, blah blah blah. Sometimes it's like keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah, it's not working for me here. Which is no. But yeah, Ortiz, I don't know. I don't know about Ortiz. I feel like he's uh he's not got a great shelf life here. No, he'll be, he'll be Kazarian and in impact in, in a year's time. Uh speaking of shelf life, Juice Robinson.
0: Oh Um, hard. Yeah, another another. uh, This was his second dynamite match. He did the Moxley one a couple months ago.
1: Yeah, that one. This this is Rampage, not
0: dynamite. Oh, sorry, AEW match is what I is what I meant to say. And like him and Moxley have had some great matches in Japan. And then that dynamite match was a snoozer, and this one had a really cool finish. But other than that, I thought this was nothing. I thought this was for, for like a derby. I, to be fair, to give him to give credit where it's due, I thought Mike Bennett's performance blew away um, uh, Juice. I actually thought Bennett was really good in that match. Um, This yeah. didn't do much for me.
1: I liked Juice when he was the flamboyant, colorful Juice Robinson. I know he hasn't changed the wrestling style that much, but he, he for some reason he took this unique character and gimmick and changed it to... Uh, I I'm just a clone of uh, J White basically, but not as good. J White's not great to begin with, in my opinion. Yeah, a bit of a snoozer. Um, but he's a name at least for Derby to beat. Yeah, but well, I think that's
0: kind of. It. it seems like they're kind of racking up the Derby wins. It makes me think this run isn't going to last very long. Because mm. um, he's
2: going to dethrone MJF. Uh, oh, nine.
0: sorry. Yes, yeah. He's going to do option C, brother um (laughs) but yeah i i it it, now unless now maybe maybe it is going to be a long reign maybe their thing is just hey rampage is struggling let's get let's get darby who's a sneaky little draw on there um -hmm. but yeah uh and then the main event was uh tj versus willow and ruby soho in a a sequel of sorts a sequel of sorts to the tj are the are the street fight champions of, of of aew Um. This was this was really good. I mean, it was again. You you talk about the the hangman and Moxie thing, just starting with a a a hockey fight. This is similarly kind of. Let's. It was just let's fucking go and let's let's have a fight, fight. You know. Uh. Thoroughly enjoyed. Thoroughly enjoyed.
1: Yeah. Willow and Ruby were wearing Dudley Boys gear as well. Mm, Yeah. Is that what it was? Okay. Yeah. Well, they they did. did (laughs) They did the get the tables thing immediately. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I'm just I was just looking to see if Willow was maybe trained by one of them, but apparently not. She is from the New York area. So I was just looking better." Just, uh, just an homage for the purposes of, just a, an of homage. a For of a, for a street fight, I guess. Yeah. It was uh, wild. It was crazy. It was one of those ones where even when it's a little bit sloppy, you can kind of forgive it because mm. it kind of adds to the tone of the match. Uh except for when um Anna took a power not through a table. That that's was mental.
0: Sure. That was one of the most mental spots, maybe in in the history of the company. I mean, it looked great. By all, I haven't seen. I haven't heard that she's hurt. So God bless her. You know, yeah. it was fucking cool. <laughs> it's like, it, was you know, again, it
1: was again. It was a Dudley Boy spot. It was the, this, this seated power bomb off the stage.
0: Yeah. Now that you're pointing that out, I'm like, oh yeah, that's really obvious. I don't know how I didn't get that um,
1: subtext, brother.
0: Yeah. Ruby was uh, bleeding all over the place. She had a ruby mask. On, yeah, on oh, very face. good. Yeah. Um, uh, the finish mm-hmm. was great. She did like a sister Abigail thing to Tay, so she went like yeah, face first into the tax. So it was great. Uh, yeah, love that. Uh, uh, big up the the JAS girls. There, the, and the street t- Ty James. hit a,
1: a gotch pile driver off the apron to a table as well. Which yeah, really, really looked good.
0: Yeah, they killed each other. It was great. It was great, and uh, that that capped off another another great week of uh, AEW television. Yeah, uh, so
1: uh, good stuff. So, Dynamite next week, we have Danielson, Bandito. Excellent. Should be a banger. Jake Hager, Starks. Okay. Uh, Hangman on page, Talks with Renee. Okay. So we got some mocks adjacent update there. Mm-hmm. Young Bucks, Top Flight. Excellent. A good high-flying match. Nice. Orange Cassidy against Jay Lethal for the Atlantic oh. title. Oh. <sighs> and Darby Allen defending the TNT title against Kushida.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a left field uh, uh,
1: match. Yeah. And then on Rampage, Dinah Garcia against Action Andretti. Those were all announced.
0: Uh fucking like so so far, um Darby's defended against Mike Bennett, Juice Robinson, and Kushida. What a what a murderer's row of, of <laughs> challengers. Yeah. Um yeah, alrighty. Uh and with that we will segue into movie guff. Uh Paul you briefly flashed us with a little I teaser. Alluded to, yeah alluded to um, me watching the Batman. Go on um, Batman is up here.
1: 4K ultra HD. Oh I bet it looked good. Blu-ray of the Batman there it is there. Yeah. Um it is good. Um I've always been always it only came out last year wasn't it? I've been a, a a proponent of the movie. Um I think I enjoyed it more than most. I will say on rewatch, there are elements of it that I enjoy more than my first watch. But also, I feel like the the level of tension isn't quite what it originally was. Um, a lot of the character stuff, I think, is really strong. I think um, the the writing, in particular, I think is great. Not necessarily the dialogue, but just the the story beats, the character motivation. You know, I'm big into my character motivations. Uh, I like the Selina Kyle... Tonally, working as a counterpoint to Batman, this isn't a hot take or anything, but I like where she's coming, almost from like poverty mm. to, to, mm-hmm. to counteract Bruce Wayne and his uh, his riches, which is also uh, alluded to with the with the Riddler's own motive, made motivi- motivations, where he says at one point, "You know, you're you're not an orphan uh, living in your big tower, or looking down over the city. That's not being an orphan." You know, there's there's some really good lines there that kind of reinforce that. Uh, still. Uh, I think the strongest element of the movie still is the performative element of Batman. How, Mm. you know, he almost plays Batman more than is Batman. Mm. uh, In in, in a positive sense. I think the movie opens up really strongly with that where you, you have the montage of the different villains looking into the shadows and the, the the possibility of batman is almost more frightening than his actual presence and I, I really like that stuff they do that as well with the batmobile when that first appears you just have the lights in the alley It's more so oh he's here as opposed to it's almost like a wrestler entrance in a sense so the undertaker's entrance is more frightening to the opponent than than he actually is you know it, it, it's kind of a a play on that um and yeah, and then the film comes to a natural conclusion, two hours ten, in, and then goes for another forty six minutes <laughs> of mostly redundant action. I would say there's 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 some uh, some ideas in there that I still do like, but the film, it definitely feels like something that was shoehorned in by executives going, but you haven't done you haven't done the superhero bit yet. And it's like, w- what is a, a really tight two-hour detective story reaches its conclusion and then just keeps going and that's i think that's that's really the weakest element of it i think everything up in the first two hours i think is is, is strong as i said maybe not as tense as the first time i was watching it but uh but it's very good and i gotta give a uh, mention as, as well to colin farrell's performance far and away the best thing in the movie um as the penguin he's uh he's out of this world good and uh I don't want to talk about Oscar nominations or predictions, but as far as I go for judging performances, I think he's he's not far off unless he gets one already for, for in, which is probably more likely. Probably more likely. But, I, uh, he, he was good
0: in it, but it's just one of those things where it's like they, they put him on uh, a an absolutely insane amount of prosthetics and doing a completely different voice I was like but you I, know you but could I've have just that, got someone else <laughs> you know, yeah, I, like,
1: I've seen that done badly as well though I guess yeah yeah. I've seen, I've seen that done badly win an Oscar as well with uh, Gary Oldman in, in Darkest Hour oh well yeah. Um, yeah an absolute stinker of a movie by the way um, but no every time he's on screen he's just you know the best thing the best thing about it? Hey, what do you show me that for?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, come on,
1: <laughs> he's great. He's so so good. No, I bless <laughs> <laughs> It's it's la rada too. Um Yeah, and I think Zoe Kravitz is, is is really great as well. I think I think Pattinson is good, but as I said before, I think that I think with Batman is that I've really kind of noticed that is all the performances, whether it's Keaton, Kilmer, Bale. We don't even need to talk about Affleck really, but or Pattinson. They all play Batman very dry. Mm. Um, not not even necessarily stoic. Like in some movies, he just comes off as kind of. I think Kilmer and I think Pattinson, they just come off as kind of personalityless, as opposed to stoicness being their personality. And while I think his performance is good, I think Batman could have a little bit more. They could have played a little bit more on on, on the the depth that the character does have being an orphan and the confusion about what his family has or has not potentially been been involved in, which is also an element of that I like, which they kind of took from the the telltale games and, and other stuff like that. But yeah, it's, it's, it's very good. It's very good. Um, I just wish it was a shorter, tighter experience and uh, they didn't just completely change the tone of the movie for the last 40 minutes, which doesn't work really at all. But yeah. And also in 4k, it, it obviously looks very good. Yeah.
0: Good looking, good looking film if nothing else yeah uh, is that all you watched this week it is Alrighty, Joe what did you watch this week
2: well I'll give you a few films I'll start with one that I forgot to review uh, f- from Christmas which is uh, one of Michelle's favourites uh, The Family Stone hmm. uh, which is a comedy drama starring uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, Diane Keaton uh, Rachel McAdams, Claire Danes Luke Wilson wow and many other people it's an ensemble so i thought this was a bit of a it was going to be like a kind of rom-com you know sarah jessica parker rom-com um but it is a much it's a very a kind of comedy drama ensemble about a a family getting together uh at christmas with uh derma mulroney bringing his new fiance sarah jessica parker along uh to meet the family for the first time and they they all don't like her that's kind of the conceit of the of the um the film but then there's a bit more to it and it actually gets quite deep into the characters and there's a lot of kind of sad moments and i really wasn't expecting it to be um to be so deep so it it was kind of it was fun lots of lots of good performances um and also yeah a few few tears at the end as well so i would would say you know one of those that i kind of dismissed i think based on sort of the name and the the promotion as a Oh, it's like a, like one that Christmas with the cranks kind of thing. Right, like, oh, right, the, yeah. Bringing home the fiance for Christmas kind of thing. But it's not like that at all. It's, it's, um, much more of a kind of proper comedy drama. So yeah. good, good film. Um, so that was good. Uh, randomly watched a film that happened to be on BBC one. Uh, I think it was on Friday night. Um, one of those films they show kind of late at like midnight after all the proper programs have stopped (laughs) they just put on like an indie movie or something um it's called beautiful boy and it stars uh steve carell and timothy chalamet yes and it's about drug addiction so Mm. timothy chalamet plays the, the son of steve carell and he is a young man kind of Starts off, I think he's still graduating high school, something like that kind of age, and he find and Steve Carell finds out that he has actually quite bad drug addiction, and so the whole story then kind of tells quite a quite a, a lengthy um, over a lengthy period of time the story of Steve Carell trying to help his son battle with this addiction, um, and the kind of ups and downs of it, and it's it's good. I thought it was going to be very like awards bait um but it is it, to a degree but it is actually quite good as well you know I love Steve Gorel in dramatic stuff never been a fan of his comedy to be honest but right. when he grows a beard and shouts at people and is doing dramatic stuff I'm like yes yeah, Steve gorell you're <laughs> actually very good uh and I like and Chalamet was, was was pretty good as well um so I would recommend that one if, if you're in the kind of mood for that it's quite you know harrowing at times but it's not a kind of really like dark and gritty kind of drama. It's, it's a bit more sort of even in tone. Um, and a, and a very realistic portrayal of, of addiction that's based on a a book written by a real life father and son who kind of went through the same thing. So, um, yeah, kind of thumbs up for that one. A, A good, a good kind of indie movie. Um, and then finally we did a double header of two period Irish movies. Um, the first of all, of course, as everyone else has been watching recently, the the Banshees of Inisherin, um, which you've both seen by now, I assume. You've called. Nope. No, I'll pause. No, by Paul
0: hasn't. he'll watch it for Oscar season. Oh, well, I'll get there eventually. He won't watch it to support his own bloody film industry in the, the cinema. The, he won't. not. the film industry.
2: Um, watch that, and then also watch The Wonder, which um, stars Florence Pugh as an English nurse who uh, goes to Ireland. I think it's 1862 or 1872. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um late 1800s. She goes there to kind of witness a, a supposed miracle that's occurring in a small Irish uh, village or town. Um so yeah, so two two very good movies, two two kind of portrayals of Ireland that uh, are kind of at different ends of the spectrum. So, you know, Banshees is very you know, it's a dark comedy, as you'd expect, but not a well Dark comedy, it has a lot of dark comedy in it, I would say at least. It's not necessarily a comedy, um, but a very funny film. I, I loved all the performances. I loved all the characters. I thought from the very beginning, I, I was kind of won over by particularly like Colin Farrell's character. I think he's, he's really kind of endearing and kind of it's a little bit silly. And, and you know, kind of you, you you bought in straight away to that. I mm-hmm. thought some of the comedy is very funny. I kind of, it moved so very quickly, uh, despite being quite a small story, like it's not full of plot and revelations and things happening, um, but moved along very quickly. Um, and also quite, you know, dour and a bit depressing at times, especially towards, you know, as the movie goes on, it's, it's really about the kind of, I don't know, loss. Uh, Colin Farrell, in an interview I was reading, he said it's really about the loss of joy and how, you know, events can, can conspire to d- destroy your, your joy and your optimism and you see that in the characters so it's not necessarily um an ending that's going to fill you with you know optimistic <laughs> optimism but it was a, a very kind of enjoyable film um and the wonder i i probably didn't enjoy it as much but i thought it was quite a solid film um you know florence pews is, is always good Um, again it's similar to Banshees which is set during the Irish Civil War which I didn't know too much about but I've since uh, read up on on Wikipedia now I'm an expert of course Um, (laughs) The Wonder also is kind of an allegorical tale you know set just after the Irish famine and it's about a young girl who is apparently surviving without eating she's gone months without eating any food and there's a kind of furore around it and that's why Florence Pugh is sent there to kind of witness you know what's really going on and find out you know is it a miracle or is it something untoward happening um it it, they were both good i I would say the wonder i did notice there were a few kind of brits in there doing irish accents which to me and but good actors it was like toby jones who's i think Mm, a brilliant actor so they they were good actors but that kind of made me just feel it was a little bit less authentic uh, than banshees which was obviously all irish actors and just it felt very authentic but
0: what, watching it back to back and then seeing like you know brendan Gleeson, i think that was it, you know, it yeah yeah, yeah.
2: You're seeing like the cream de la creme of irish actors and then you know not not quite great actors in, in, yeah, in yeah of in course Wonder, yeah but yeah. but not quite that same sort of experience but um yeah and it, maybe it suffered in in comparison to kind of watching watching both at the same time but but both very good and i think show very different sides of kind of um sort of irish um you know character because the wonder is very they go to this very like god fearing village and everyone's like oh uh, the lord will provide you know? <laughs> salvation only comes through the lord and there's a scary nun in it and it's all very depressing and then you've got banshees where uh colin farrell's picking through donkey shit and <laughs> listening listening to a fiddler in the local pub yeah um yeah, so both both sides of Ireland basically is is what I kind of took from it. But uh, two very good films, so I would absolutely recommend recommend both.
0: Yeah, I want I want to get to the wonder that was a that was a Netflix film, wasn't it? Yes, it okay, was. Okay, uh, uh, we'll check that. Out. Uh, yeah, excellent. Um, Alrighty. Um I watched one film this week. I went uh, to the cinema um, at the behest of one Jim Cameron. Um, and I tell you, he was dead right to send me back because I won a free bag of jellies while I was Ooh. there, folks. I should have put this at the top of the show in the Life News section. Um, uh, The uh, Odeon chain of cinemas have now rolled out this dumb bullshit you can do as the film starts where there's a little game being played on the on the screen and it's a little um, it is it's like imagine the worst implementation of like jackbox uh, technology you've ever seen right mm. so the way it works is you download an app on your phone and you enter a, a room code for your cinema and you can put a little pit and you, you get a little avatar on the screen and n- not a navy like a little a little fake character that that you control and uh, basically, it's like a um, five hundred meters like racetrack, right? And so, I think I guess the idea is that you you're in a full cinema, and a bunch of people sign in, and you your characters race, and you're, you you've got a, you've got a joystick on your on your touch screen on your phone, and you are like um, steering them out of the way of the obstacles to make you go faster, and the first person across the finish line gets a QR code. You go to reception and you get a free bag of sweets, right? But uh, Barry, the old genius uh we went and saw avatar a month after it came out and there was nobody else there so i played on my own and i got a free bag of jellies just for fucking finishing the race Mm. oh i i I will never be outfoxed and i will never do this ever again if there's so much as one other person in the cinema because it controlled like dog shit it was the worst it was the worst feeling game i've ever touched in like years and years like i said it was like Imagine a, a Jackbox game with absolutely zero charm, and it felt awful. Uh, but listen, I got some Sour Patch Kids out of it for free. Free! free. I'm not paying those extortionate cinema prices. Four quids, get out of here. Here's my QR code, sir. Anyway, then I saw a film. Uh, what was I talking about? Um, Avatar. Uh, yeah, I saw Avatar. We talked about Avatar last week. Avatar One. I rewatched it. Brona watched it for the first time, and I was very much going to Avatar Two. Just to kind of fucking get it done and say I saw it because it's the biggest film in the world and I like to see all the new releases, but i, I I'm extremely I'm extremely neutral on on Avatar One. I think it's it's well made, but I think it's a little dry and a little long and a little saccharine And it was it
1: was uh what? Listeners, Barry is about to say that Avatar two is good. So Yeah, just said. Remember what he just said. Well let me let me get
0: there, all right, and let me explain why. All right. So I was very pleasantly surprised to say that I thought Avatar Avatar 2 was excellent, I would even say. That's the word I would use. I'd use the i drop a big E on it. Yeah. And I was I was as surprised as anyone. As me. <laughs> as as Paul just sounded just there. And I was trying to piece together what it was doing that I liked. But while at the same time trying, trying to parse out, I was like, even rewatching it last week, I was like what is it about this that I'm not loving about the first one? And I was really, I was like, because I I don't like hate this film the way some people fucking hate Avatar. I don't hate Avatar. I was like, what did this do that I didn't like about the first one? And I, I think what I've come down on is the particular thing that people rave about for these films that I absolutely do not buy into is I do not buy into Pandora as one of the great film universes or one of the great fictional settings i think that's preposterous i think to be a massive fucking nerd i would say but since since 2009 when the first one came out probably a 100 video games with more compelling fantasy worlds have come out since this and probably dozens of films well films these days not not so much um but you know what i mean i i don't buy into pandora as as any it's well realized and it looks nice but i don't think it ranks up there among the great um you know like uh, you know fucking middle earth or whatever the fuck you want to say as your as your mm-hmm. great you know uh, or or what's fucking what's game of thrones fucking uh, westeros westeros you know i don't think it's i don't think it compares to any of that but i think what i liked about the second film that I didn't like. The first film seems to be trafficking almost exclusively in. Look at Pandora. Ah, the, they are one with the fucking bird monster. Do you know what I mean? They seem to be trafficking in a lot of that, and I'm just not into it. And the the main character is very much just a an audience surrogate to experience that. And it's got tons and tons of lengthy sequences that are kind of just marveling at it. And a lot of that is in two. Don't get was me wrong. I to say,
1: let, let's get to the bit where a
0: lot everything of you're saying
1: doesn't apply to Avatar 2. But
0: first of all, it, it, but it's not that those segments are terrible either. Like I said, I don't hate Avatar 1, because I think yeah. they're it's, they're visually very stimulating, and it's got a great score. And it's, you know, it's an okay world. It's an interesting enough world. I just don't think it's... I don't fall over myself I think it's great. But the key thing is, I, I was just way more interested in the characterization of all, basically everyone in this film compared to The first film where everything was extremely paper thin because it was, it felt entirely, it felt like a three hour experiment in just world building. Whereas in this one, it's like, you know, Jake Sully is, you know, he's like a little bit more of a concerned father. And he's trying to raise his boys right. And he wants to encourage them to be hunters. But also, they can't go too far out of his supervision because it's war. And he has, to, you know, he's struggling with that. Um, you know, I, th- I thought all of the kids were very uh, uh, interesting in, in, in their characterization, which is an uphill battle. When I saw this movie is coming out and it's three hours and it's more... F- navel gazing about a fake universe that doesn't exist with gorgeous cgi and there's kids in it i was like oh my fucking god but i just i just thought that i thought the characterization and the story was just way more interesting and when you have that it's kind of like a rising tide raises all ships i was then less bothered by this film has plenty of sequences that are ah look at them they are one with the whale thing Do you know what I mean? They have because this is the water movie, right? So it still has all that stuff, but there is an undercurrent of stuff I'm actually interested in. That means that then when they're um, they have a very long sequence at the end of where. So the 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 the, the story of the film for anyone who somehow hasn't seen it yet because it's making seventy bajillion dollars is that you know the 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 kind of. The, the humans are still encroaching on Navi land and so the protagonist from the first film and his family, they, they basically have to be like wartime refugees. They go to like the water kingdom, basically, is the short mm-hmm. version. And they're not welcomed at first and they don't know how to get by and they're, they're forest people and so on. And so of course they have to learn to swim and hunt and bond with the animals. And of course, at the culmination of that montage and that arc, there's like the longest fucking ah, oh, we're in the water and we're one with the fucking sea monsters and it goes on and on and on the way the stuff in avatar one goes on but like i said i was just more compelled by by the story and i thought those characters being on the lamb was interesting i thought their interplay with the extremely shallow and not at all compelling pastiche of samoan culture um uh you know that was extremely transparent um but whatever i thought i just thought those dynamics were a lot more interesting and i thought the 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 um you know i i i something about it just clicked and i think Have n't even and they're not the most amazing characters in the world. My point is not this is the greatest story and these are the greatest collection of characters ever. But I thought the the more effort put into that stuff allowed me to enjoy. The spectacle more. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And in particular, the action sequences. I mean, just like the first film, this film goes ham in the third act, but it's like the whole third act. Like, the the, the 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 finale of this film goes on forever. And I don't even mean that in a bad way. It's just, they go full fucking, like, Jim Cameron for, like, 40 minutes at the end of this film. And I thought just that little bit of decent characterization made all the difference, because I was way more compelled by every twist and turn and, and dramatic spike of the action because there was a foundation of decent characters to it, which made all the difference, and so that was my that was my thing on Avatar 2. I think it still has all uh, a lot of the failings of, of of the first one. I think it is saccharine. I think it is too long. I think it's really odd to me that so many people love all that stuff we you know you and I kind of don't love, which is the the constant uh, glassy eyed navel gazing at how wonderful the trees are. Yeah. I'm like it, like, but but like we don't like when when. We don't like CGI wankfests, but when James Cameron does it, it's better. I don't understand the double standard there. Like, it looks better than a lot of Marvel films, don't get me wrong. But I still kind of feel like having huge portions of a film dedicated to marveling at your fake imagery, I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't know about that. But yeah, like I said, I, I really liked it. I thought it was, I, I would struggle to think of a better original to sequel jump in quality for me, uh, certainly in the last few years. Um, but yeah, that's Avatar 2. Hmm. Um, I, Paul, I, I, I respect my your takes.
1: No, no, no. I, I, I don't feel super strongly about either Avatar, to be honest. I, res- I respect your takes, Bookerman. <laughs> but, but I will counterpoint that I'll say, um, yeah, Avatar 2 to me is is longer, hmm. more saccharine. Um, I think both films have, have real issues with the plot making a lick of sense. Especially the second one, where they're yeah. like, spo- Spoiler for Avatar 1, I suppose, briefly here. Where it's just like, Lang, he's just back. How do we explain that away? Fuck it's it. Not, not well. Not well at all. No. <laughs> not well. Um, to the point that it contradicts the start of Avatar 1, the fact that they bring him back. But anyway. Yes, it does. Um, and yeah, there's, uh, I, I, f- I found one character in particular I, I thought was the most... Interesting, which is the the older daughter, mm. and obviously there are some seeds planted for her to be, I guess, the main character going forward. Some some characters like the one of the sons has fuck all to do in the movie. Mm. Um, uh, the other son, fine, but I, I think my problem with the second avatar and again also with the first one, but well, I thought so more so with the second one, is that it just felt like. Every idea in it was derivative of another better movie. Yeah, um, from from the uh, the 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 Mufasa Simba dynamic with Jake Sully and the son. Don't mm. go to the elephant graveyard. To the point, you know. Again, I don't. I'm not going to spoil Avatar too, but I really got Mufasa vibes from Jake Sully in this one. Um, yeah. Oh my god! After 20 minutes of. Uh, swimming with the magical dolphins. I was like, all right, how much more of this can can I really, like, take? Um, Yeah, I I felt uh, similar to to Glass Onion, actually, in the sense that both movies just take an age to fucking get to the point, you know? Like, let's just, okay, I get it. They they love swimming with the dolphins or whatever they are. They look like Concord jets, but (laughs) it's like, all right, I understand that. They're learning to do that all right come on let's move on and yeah all the interplay with the 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 Samoan kids like all that stuff like it didn't feel like there was a new idea in the movie apart. no i think that's totally fair i think apart that's totally from the fair. cgi which to be fair was was like top notch it was it, it is gorgeous to look at uh, yeah yeah no look i i don't think this, this isn't a this isn't a the ray 2 situation where no you know, you your love and i hate it i think we both enjoyed avatar 2 just i was surprised that you you enjoyed it as much as you were kind of mad on the first one, yeah, I think the first one is the stronger movie. All Things Considered, I, I um, was, I was gearing up to hate it. Funnily enough, not, I, I, I was not, so sure you were going to, based on your criticism, but of not the first even,
0: one. not even based on not liking the first one. Like when I was sitting, when I was, the film started. One, one criticism I, I had for, for, um. Uh, the MCU is right. They they have seventy films and five hundred series on Disney, right? And then Thor, the most recent Thor film, starts with them very hurriedly giving you a video, a, a, a WWE video package for Christian Bale's character. I'm like, could you not have done this in one of your nine hundred other entries, right? And that's that's a problem I have with that. This film is three fucking hours long, and they whizzed through Jake Sully becoming an avatar and a dad in about sixty seconds like the the opening of the film is because uh, obviously avatar one spoilers for the most successful film of all time um ends with him turning his like jumping his his consciousness out of his human body and into an uh, a navi body yeah. and that's that's the big ending and then this film doesn't doesn't just resume from there they whiz through him being accepted and starting a family and the family grows up and they have happy times and it's like this movie is three hours. You couldn't have cut some of your fucking, your whale montage later on and ju- and flesh this this stuff out a little bit, you know? And then, as you mentioned, the Stephen Lang thing, not only is it insanely flimsy, the logic they use to just bring that character back, um, I was also just kind of, wondering, oh, so it's like, t- it's fucking 13 years later, and the big idea for this film is they're still fighting Stephen Lang and his army. But like, even,
1: even that doesn't make sense why they would specifically be chasing Jake Sully. So that's
0: the other thing as well, is that there's, it's kind of like, so the humans just basically still want Pandora, which is fine, that part of it's fine. But like his his team, I guess, are specifically going for him. That doesn't really work. And also there's a lot of flimsy, again, I don't want to get in too much into spoilers because even though it's super successful, it is still fairly new. But there's basically a point in the film where Stephen Lang is being a heel, and he's doing dastardly things to try and get Jake Sully. And there's moments where they say like, "Oh, we can't apply too much pressure, or he'll just keep running." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" And then, uh, like, he Jake Sully is, the, and and the good guys are kind of like. They say, "Okay, well, we have to lure him out," and I'm like, "None of this, all all of this character logic is really, really stretching. Like, it's it it, it it's not it, it, the plot. Isn't the, it, isn't the point that they're
1: there to mine unobtainium?"
0: Which is not they mention a separate thing like like two hours into the film they have a a very elaborate whale whale hunting sequence. I'll just say it. I don't think that's a spoiler. And they have another fluid that they describe as worth a bajillion American dollars per ounce. And I'm like, but you already had. I don't think they say the word unobtainium in this film. I don't think they mention it at all. Um I think I think the plot there are very flimsy moments of the in, in the plot but it's it's almost like Cameron having his kind of Chris Nolan moment where it's kind of like you kind of just say whatever and the the overall momentum of the film in general just kind of makes it okay but in, in particular early on when they when they bring Lang back it's like both the prospect of him coming back and also the logic they use. but the flip side of that then is that like he he's great like he is great and so you get to enjoy he, like his weird shithead like the most racist looking navvies you've ever seen because they've all got their fucking army uniforms on and their shitty army haircuts like it's actually they're actually good antagonists but uh yeah that that's avatar 2 i'm very pleasantly surprised and i will say again this one does kind of end on a more direct kind of hey we're setting up a sequel and i to my great shock i left thinking Let's go. Let's watch it now. I'm not going to be on Tinder hooks for ten years. I, I hope. I hope that it's. I think twenty four. They've said the next one. Um,
1: and that's but, the yeah. issue with it is that we're not going to have that wow factor of waiting a decade and seeing. Oh my god, look at this fucking CGI. It'll just be that again. It'll be interesting to see, won't it? They got to be- pay a bit more attention to the narrative thrust of it. It can't be another three hour ponderous. Yeah. Ooh, look at the oh uh, oh the coral Ooh, it's like right we need to actually do something here
0: yeah i i, I and I, I think it's also like for as much as people have said oh my god how has it taken so long i think that works in their favor because because now now is an event yeah. it's like oh we haven't had one of these in in a decade another one comes now it's all, i think it's going to do gangbusters regardless but when the third one comes out you're it, it, the shock value won't be there so yeah we'll see
1: yeah i wonder if there'll be any impact by the i know we're not in that uh, Venn diagram, but people who who think this one is super boring, I don't know whether it'd be enough of those to really impact the third one.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I I, I don't know. But like again, I I thought the first one was really boring, and people <laughs> went to this one like like crazy. You know. Um. Anyway, that is the uh, the film guff. Um. Uh. For or movie guff, I guess we call it there for this week. Uh. I just want to make quick mention of one thing on the TV guff. I did finish White Lotus, um, season two yeah um i uh, my what i understand that both seasons were quite well reviewed but I'd seen a couple of things here and there people seem not as into season two as season one I don't know if this is a um, a spicy stance I thought season two was much more compelling than season one
1: <laughs> yeah I think by the end it, uh, yeah really i up there like season like
0: season one was maybe funnier and a little less intense maybe like this had a, I think even though there was like, you know, murder and scandal and things like that happening in the first season, it was still a fairly, I don't, I wouldn't call it a relaxing watch, but it was, it was not the most intense program in the world. Um, and I think as a result, I think it was, it was a little dry in parts while obviously extremely well-made. And this one had a little bit more oomph to it. Um, uh, Everything escalated really interestingly. It went in some genuinely really interesting directions. Uh, I, I similar to kind of Avatar when it started, I was a little bit. Mm-hmm. They um, both seasons start with a kind of oh my god, there's a dead body. What happened? Who is it? And then we yeah. flashback. I hope that's not going to be a thing for this show. Like, if season three yeah. start, I feel like it will be. I feel like season three will start with. Um, no, oh I, th- I
1: think enough people feel that way that they'll have to be a little bit more creative about it.
0: Yeah, I I, I don't know because it's just, I don't know. It was a little, it was a little on the nose. Like I, that straight away put me off on a bad foot. I'm like, eh, that's that's li- you're literally doing the same thing. And then the new cast of characters. I don't think they they jump off uh, uh, the screen initially the way maybe the first season did. But then pretty much from like episode two or three, I was like, oh, whoa, okay, these, this character dynamic and this character dynamic and these two. And there's also, it's like it, more so than season one, there's an uh, um, interlacing of all the characters in, in season two. They are all bouncing off each other in super interesting ways. Yeah. Um, and just like season one, the cast are fantastic. Literally the whole cast. I mean, I, they're all great. But I, I think I think Aubrey Plaza in particular, this was like my my favorite thing of the many things she is great in. I think she is, she was super, super in this. Um, yeah. Yeah. Two thumbs up there for the, for White Lotus season two. Great. I know obviously Paul, Paul is Mr. White Lotus on this podcast, mm. thoroughly endorsed already.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Love, love both seasons.
0: And, uh, as we wrap up that, uh, HBO property, obviously this time tomorrow we'll have, uh, well, I'll have watched the, the debut episode of the last of us on HBO. So you're going to, yeah, you're going to be, a. a Following I'm this, I'm
1: gonna be a Last of Us boy.
0: Yeah i i i'm I was super impressed with a lot of the trailers they put out, and I was like this This looks like it's gonna be good, and they've got the right people involved. They've got you know Mason in from from Chernobyl and and it's weird because it was like they got Druckmann involved and it's like oh that's cool because you know he's the guy who wrote and directed the source material but then you're also kind of like oh he's like he's like directing an episode he's a he makes video games like like this this could be shit like this could be shit <laughs> and then the I mean the reviews hit and they were super glowing not only as it as an adaption but kind of like this is like the first show of 2023 basically like this is the first big one uh I'm very excited I I am really excited um uh, I wish it was on literally any other service on this part of the world other than Now TV. Um, <laughs> I, I won't be watching it on that motherfucker. I can tell you that. much. Seven twenty p. Kiss my arse. I don't think so. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm super excited about that. Joe, are you going to watch this? I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I, yeah.
2: I, I I don't know anything about the video that'll game.
1: That would be a great perspective. For some yes. Some yeah.
2: Despite the several, uh, probably more than several years of, of you guys talking about it, I. Yeah. I know it's it's two two people, a man and a little girl, yeah. and they're together. I assume in a post some kind of post apocalyptic world. That's, Things are bad. That's yeah. about all I know. Um, so I am going to watch it and, and look forward to it.
0: Yeah, um, seems good. I'm, I'm looking forward to the, the non-gamer perspectives on mm-hmm. this because the, the advertising budget has been great. I think this is going to be a hit. I think this is going to be a big, yeah. big hit. Yeah, this will yeah. be the next big This is going to be the big show. thing, so I, I'm i going to watch it with Brona. I'm interested to hear what she thinks. A buddy of mine was, I was talking about it on Twitch, and he was like, oh, you guys should just like run through the game really quickly. I was like, well, if you haven't played it yet, I would say no. I would say just enjoy the show cold yeah. because that's a super fun way to do it. Um, uh, especially because, and I'm glad I told them that now because all the reviews are like this is like also the most accurate adaption of like anything. So I'm like, yeah, definitely don't play the game if you haven't. Um, it's also like my first time in my 31 years of life. I I was I've never been the person who read the book before they made the film or read the book before. I've n- I've genuinely never been that person because I never you know I never I, read I, a book. <laughs> I, reading books is for losers, you know, but I was also like, I, like, I tapped, uh, I was supposed to say I tapped out on Harry Potter, like, in, like, book three, and everyone else my age had read them all back to front 17 different times, and would argue about, oh, well, d- didn't they change this from this, and this, and, and likewise, Lord of the Rings, and Game of Thrones, like, I I was I've never been ahead of the curve, so it'll be interesting to see to get to watch it, both as a TV show, and also as an adaption of a thing I like so, um, uh, yeah uh,
1: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not crazy about you know, as soon as it was announced, I wasn't someone who was super. Oh my god, last was TV show because you know it's, I think it's a great game. I don't think it necessarily needs to be a TV no, show. No, of course at all. not. No, but you know, I, I'm, I'm excited for people who never got a chance to play the game to experience what I think is a really strong story. Mm. Um, and yeah, based on what we've heard so far. Although I, I'm also kind of wary of early reviews because I know God knows how many. Uh, Twitter reviews we've seen of the latest MCU. This is well, the yeah. yet. Yeah. So so you know, I I I'm going in tentatively. Hopes that it'll be it'll be strong. I definitely think it'll be a big hit. Um so yeah, let's see. Look yeah,
0: uh, eighty minute premiere. Um, <sighs> and I think there's they've at least one other uh, north of one hour episode. I think I don't know if that's like an. I don't know how many. It seems to be like sixty minutes, but they've got a handful. I think two or three Lengthy ones. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, super excited about that. So yeah, we'll talk about that next week. Um, and obviously myself and myself and Paul, the 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 gamers, and we can we can get our our our, our new fan perspective from Joe as well. Um, I like,
1: I'm somewhere in the middle. I feel because I've only played through Last of Us once, so I don't I don't even have the story and all the beats burned in. Right.
0: Story. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I suppose we've we've got we've got the full spectrum there. Um, we will uh, jump on to video games. I've kind of just been playing a little bit. I don't really have too much to say. A little bit of all the stuff I, I talked about last week. I haven't gotten very far in Death Stranding. I gotta get back to it. I gotta because yeah. January's quiet. There's like nothing coming out. So like, I need to use this time. Like let's finish this game. Let's finish this yeah. before seven million things come out. And I was um, I, I streamed some more high on life this week, and uh, that's Uh-oh. the that's the end of that one. I'll get that out of there um yeah like that that thing is so in your face roilandy that i'm kind of like I, ca- I can't even humor the idea of it because it's so obnoxious i'm like okay well i was kind of enjoying that but we'll put that
1: in it's the a game. shame for all the people who worked on it well <laughs> that's the
0: thing yeah it's like it's a full fucking studio but it, it's very much that kind of it's kind of the kojima thing of he stamps his name all over everything he does mm. metaphorically like with his his style of humor and his jokes and it's it's a lot of a lot of the the guys coding the actual video game are kind of left in the in the lurch sadly but what what um wah, wah. yeah i haven't been playing too much else this week what have you been playing this week
1: paul uh, i'm still on God of War Ragnarok Ragnarok yeah still enjoying it i'm still I haven't hit the point where people get tired of it. okay so i i've played a huge amount. i think i played for maybe 2 or 3 more hours since we last spoke been been uh, in my little kayak Going around this little explorable area, which is a big lake next to the dwarves' uh, city or whatever it is, where we go to find. Uh, Dur- what well, I forget the character's fucking name now, Durlin or something. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Let me let me tell you that boat controls like shit, brother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, not fun to swim around. Then I'd rather just swim. Just let me swim around because that boat that boat is high. And yet, yeah, you, you, when you're when you're boarding onto or deboarding, I suppose. You're coming on to land to explore. You have to aim the boat specifically for the X command to come up. And sometimes you hit, hit it at an angle and it won't, and then you're going backwards and you have to rah, pay it all. Also, I noticed something for the first time in this game, which I think is equally bad game design. So shame on you, Sony Santa Monica. When you're climbing, which is really old and played out in, in games now, the old climb up the predetermined path, there will be a bit where you have to do a jump, which, again, there's no point. Just let me climb across. Like. Yeah. Um, so I'll hold left or whatever and press X to do the jump or circle if you haven't changed the controls like I have. And you won't jump as oh Well, you have to look at, with the camera yeah. to see the button prompt. Mm. What the fuck is that? Like I know <laughs> the jump. I know the direction I'm going. Let's just fucking do it. it well, very odd. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. That's that's annoying. So yeah, there's some there's a, I've I'm starting to see a few cracks in the perfect veneer of the game. Well yeah, yeah. Which okay. are annoying me a little bit. But we'll, it's still it's still good. We'll do we'll do our weekly check-ins on that. Um I'm I'm homer watching the pig go off into
0: the <laughs> It's still good, yeah. Yeah. Um they yeah, they they seem to be moving forward with the adaptation of that for Amazon, I believe. Mm. Um uh uh, did, did I imagine it, or was Batista attached to that? I feel like I imagined. That. I think I think he might have tweeted like that he wanted to do it or that something. he wanted to
1: do it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like I mean the 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 monkey paw moment of oh, I wish a pro wrestler would do this is that the Rock does it. <laughs> you know that would be the worst thing imaginable. Um, I don't see him lowering himself to an Amazon streaming series. To be honest, he, he's not he's not there yet. I don't think he's I don't think he's. Um, mm. I'll actually you know. I, that's wrong actually because he's done loads of Netflix shite. So he I'm actually,
1: ballers on HBO. So.
0: I'm I I am misspeaking. He's he, he's he has lowered himself to stream and stuff. So yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, that's video games there for the week. Not many video games this week. Uh, a bit of music for us, Paul, before we wrap up here.
1: Yeah, I mean we're we're back on the uh, the new year. So I said, okay, well I, I kind of stopped listening to new albums towards the end of last year to just re-listen to stuff I listened to. But new year, we got to pick up that old uh, anvil again. Up onto our back, so I did listen to a new album. Uh, I see that someone else listened to an album as well, which was one that I considered, but did not listen to. Okay,
0: uh,
1: I listened to uh, "Rap Game Awful" by Clavish, mm. uh, which is a, a UK rap album that's been getting some good reviews. Um, I saw the Guardian. I think the Guardian gave it four stars. It's um, it's it's an inherently listenable. Uh, albeit very long, it's, it's again almost like a double album. It's one hour twenty something, mm. which is long. It's too long. Um, but yeah, I was surprised when I started listening to it that the 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 instrumentations were were pretty pretty listenable. Nothing, uh, you know that would that would necessarily break into the top top ten hits or whatever. Uh, but they, they, uh, a problem I have with a lot of modern rap, and especially uh, I'll look in Eminem's direction here, is that I feel like some people get too far on the side of writing clever lyrics, mm. but just transpose that onto really bland instrumentals. Right. And I, I, as a listener, prefer to have a beat that I can nod my head to. I put more importance into that. Again, think back to when Eminem was good. Marshall Mathers LP, um, Eminem shows some shady LP. The songs all have good, obviously Doctor Dre produced uh. instrumentals, um, and and Rap Game Awful has some good, albeit bordering bordering on kind of generic instrumentals, but are good. Are listen uh, lyrically, it's good. It kind of deviates between um, introspective. Um, you know a young up and coming british rapper but also goes on the other side a little far into the the almost like horror rap i'm fucking stabbing people in the face <laughs> yeah. kind of blunt <laughs> blunt lyrics uh, and not not super smart lyrics either and i find that there's there's a little too much of that i, I would like for it to be a bit cleverer. and there's re- there's very little in terms of like intelligent metaphor and wordplay, the kind of stuff that Eminem... I don't know why I'm using Eminem as a counterpoint for this album, but stuff that he goes way too hard into in, like, constant wordplay. This album has, like, none of that, which I I, I think is also a bad balance to have. It's very blunt. It's very in-your-face. I'm doing drugs. I got ice on my wrist. I stabbed the guy in the face. da 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 da, da. And so I, I would like it to be a little bit more. And even even when it's introspective, it's not introspective to the point of something like... Lil Nas X's album we had last year or the year before which I thought they did that, did that very successfully. This one is is a little blunt. Mm. I, ironically because there's so much knife references on it which which is another topic like I I'm not so much a fan of um the glorification of violence as, as kind of rap. I I think it's not only a bad message obviously, but also I think it's a kind of a trope that rap gets too wrapped up into ironically. Yeah. And there's a lot of that on this. A lot of Mahomes in jail because he stabbed a mother, you know. Um, and it just you, you get very tired of it very quickly. But you know, overall, I would say to start the year off, it was fine. Too long, definitely. Too kind of one note in its ideas. Not clever enough with with wordplay or metaphor. Very straightforward with 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 how it's written. But also the beats are there and are listenable and are are not generic enough that it, it it passes you know it is it is bordering on generic on bland but it's, it's just good enough that i'll give it a pass and some of the introspective moments do work but uh i wish it was clever i also can't hate an album that includes uh the lyric lyrics like i don't give a toss <laughs> and got stamina like kante <laughs> which nice. i appreciate it but yeah it'd be like a you know i'll give it like a, a three star three star review maybe Okay. True
2: okay enough. And I made good on my promise to listen to more albums this year. Yeah. So I might even aim for one a week. Uh, that's Ooh. ambitious. I say that's that now ambitious. that will never happen, but I might,
1: you know, if I can get to 20, when you go on lots weeks, of walks, what, what I'll typically do is if yeah. I'm going for a jog or, or a walk or something, I'll just one time substitute an album for a yeah. podcast.
2: That's a good yeah. idea. And um, that's what I've been doing this week. So I listen to the lost tapes by the sugar babes. Um, so this is an interesting album. It dropped, I think, it was on Christmas Eve. Actually, um, it's an album of tracks that were kind of created. I think it was twenty eleven or twenty thirteen. It was it was a while ago, um, but by the original lineup of uh, the Sugar Babes. Mm. Um, so, so for the, the brief history of the Sugar Babes. They they had an original lineup that only lasted uh, one album. Yeah,
1: very um,
2: sure. Yeah, very sure. And then they kind of the, the, what well, they're probably best known for gradually like replacing all of the all of the members of the band. Yeah, and um, there was a very you know the name kind of evokes like a very sort of poppy like teen, teeny bopper sort of right. silly band, but they were always a lot more than that. They were a very kind of. I think had a lot more depth, you know, very good songwriting, brilliant vocals, a kind of pop R and a little bit of garage, electronic as well at times, some of the, some of the songs. Um, so the original lineup kind of got back together to record these, these um, songs way back when, and then finally this sort of album was released. Um, and I have to say it is it is very, very good. Yeah. Um, it's, it, it, it sounds kind of you know on a par with that original sort of sugar babe sound and um, the songs are, are consistently good i would say the standouts are a drum which is the first track on the album which is a kind of very dancey song but it's really really gets in your head one that's been stuck in in my head kind of going back and forth is um summer of 99 which is kind <laughs> of a you know mournful look or nostalgic look back at kind of a uh, you know romances of of yesteryear you know um, mm. young young love that kind of thing um which is is really really good uh flatline another good song but yeah i i consistently good there's probably not any other really big standouts in the album but just a, a very very good listen and i enjoyed uh enjoyed taking that in now we'll listen yeah, to yeah. a few of a few of those tracks kind of again and again probably
1: yeah, that's what I like about discovering some new stuff like that, is you, you mark it liked, you put it on shuffle, mm. and sometimes they pop up again. Oh, yeah, I remember that.
2: Exactly, yeah.
1: yeah. And actually, I, I what I'll normally do is I'll make a best of playlist for the year mm, mm. and put some tracks in that and just have a playlist of stuff that I've listened to this year to separate it from my old shit that I like. Mm. All right. Anyway... Yeah.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I might check out that, that Sugar Babes thing. That's that's interesting. Um, yeah, that's uh, and that's going to do it there for Music Off and for the show this week. Um, so uh, thank you, as always, for listening. If you have a correction you want to give us, pop over to <coughs> chairshoppodcast.com and there's a little email form there. You can also uh, contribute, you know, whatever you want. You can do a little quiz. You can say, hey, I thought Dynamite was shit this week. You guys are on drugs. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I think God of War is class. I think Avatar 2 is dog shit. Uh, any of these takes are welcome. Do send us an email with uh, uh, whatever you want, any kind of feedback there for the show. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, more AEW talk. More Brian Danielson uh, climbing his way up the ranks. We'll have our Last of Us uh, discussion. Uh, we'll have uh, various other games and bits and bobs, the usual stuff, you know. And maybe we'll have a WWE sale update. Who knows? Um, yeah. So until then, it's gonna be goodbye from me. It's gonna be goodbye from Paul. Goodbye. It's gonna be goodbye from Joe. Goodbye.